0: You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com.
1: And now, our feature presentation. The following program is rated TV
2: LSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Now we all know that there are certain things you just do not bring up, unless you want to fight. Religion, politics, does ketchup really belong on a hot dog? But in the 80's things were so much simpler, so we just argued about which was better, Coke or Pepsi. Now we all took the Pepsi challenge and we all suffered through new Coke. We looked for magic cans and we collected cool cans. Let me tell you, the cola wars were a big deal. So strap into your decommissioned military fighter jet provided by Pepsi, and let's do this thing, shall we? Oh, don't forget about Crystal Pepsi either, because we certainly did. Nasty shit anyways. Hey there, how's it going? Welcome to the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power. I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. We're back for for another go-around here. We've been pretty consistent. We actually have. Two weeks in a row. I mean, that's consistent for us.
3: It is. It really is. (laughs) It really
2: is. So I uh, what anything exciting happened over this past week? I mean,
3: what did I do this week?
2: I, I hell I don't know. I, know.
3: I worked. You always work. That's all I did this week. And then, um, I, yeah, that's all I did. Yeah. I don't think we had wrestling.
2: No, we didn't yeah. have. Oh, I had wrestling on Friday. Yeah,
3: you had done Lincoln.
2: Yeah, I, I took the went with the uh, Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame down to Lincoln, and we had a fun little time. Um, oh, so I got to tell you this. Yeah, I did shit. Huh? I sat around. You just sat around? I sat around. So, we were there with the with the Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame display, and anymore, unless we have unlimited space, we can only set up about maybe a third to a half of our stuff. Yeah, because you guys got a lot of stuff. We, there's a ton of stuff, and it grows constantly. People donating things and whatnot. So... We were very uh, we're very heavy on Mad Dog Vachon this yeah. time, so we put out a lot of the Mad Dog Vachon stuff. And somebody came up was asking about one of the books we had about Mad Dog, and uh, Donnie, our you know our partner, he, he's basically he's the founder of the Hall of Fame. Um, he uh, he grabbed this book and he was like, yeah, but the thing is, it's all in French, and he started flipping through it. And something popped up out of the book. and He goes, what the hell is that? It was a Greyhound ticket with Mad Dog Vashon's name on it. No shit. From him traveling around a, you know, a loop or something. It had all the cities that he was on. He rode a Greyhound bus from, oh, uh, it was like Detroit to Omaha or something. But it took him all night to do. Yeah. Because he had to do this big loop. And it was like, oh my God. It, it, we'd had that book for over two years. No idea it was in there. No shit. That's so crazy. now he's got to go through every book that we have to make sure there's not some, you know, cool bookmark because who would have thought there'd be a Greyhound ticket just stuck in there? Yeah. It was so cool.
3: That's crazy.
2: It was so cool. But, uh.
3: So we know what Donnie's doing this weekend.
2: He's he's flipping through books, by the way. <laughs> um. We yeah, it was, it, it was I, love, I love Donnie. Oh, yeah. He's a good dude. <laughs> I. So, yeah, we, uh, we, we were doing that. If you guys are interested in, uh, you know, pro wrestling or the wrestling, the 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 history of of pro wrestling. Um, I'll give you a website here to check it out. Just what we do is we focus on uh, people that were uh, kind of important in the Nebraska area or from the Nebraska area, and I'm gonna get you a website here. That website would be pro wrestling dash You could see all of our. Folks that we've inducted, you can see what we have going on, you can see where we're going to be, and uh, there's a, there's all kinds of pictures and videos and all that on there, so just a little sidebar if you're interested, check it out. So uh, and, and he'll also be at Grand Con. He will be at Grand Con. We do need to mention that. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. That's a callback. That's a, that is a callback, and it's, it's an announcement we can make. So,
3: I think we made it last week, didn't we?
2: I don't know. We'll make it now. We'll make it.
3: We're gonna make another. We'll, we'll make
2: it again. So um I don't think we did make it last week. So, you know, last year we went out to Grand Con and we had just a, a great time out there. Well, this year we have uh, been named Well, do you want to say it? You can say it. You say what we are. I don't know what we are. You we, you say it. We are the <laughs> basically the official affiliate podcast of Grand Con. So what that means is you'll get breaking news here. You'll get announcements here. You'll get special episodes from us introducing you to our guests that we're going to have out there. Here. Here. So right here is where you're going to find not all that. There. Not there. No, not over there. Over here. Over here, yeah. Here. Right here. Right here. Right here, yep. So yeah, you can uh, make sure you you stay tuned right here. To get all that information, and uh, it's really shaping up to be an, a fun show, and I don't even know who all the guests yeah, are going to be I haven't yet, heard, I haven't heard and of I'm already excited, yet. you know? But the Grand
3: Con is April 21st through the 23rd in Grand Island, Nebraska.
2: And Grand Island's a nice, a very nice little town, I, you know? Yeah. I was impressed. I, I didn't realize that it was... That big. That big of a town. It's like the third largest city in Nebraska, and uh, lots of fun stuff. There last year when you we were there there were ostrich races at the horse track right across. Oh the park yeah, that's
3: route. right. Yeah, we didn't get to watch those though.
2: No, we didn't, but it was just fun knowing that there were
3: ostriches running ostriches
2: running around Grand Island. So I mean
3: it would have been better if we seen them running down
2: the street when we were getting dinner. It would have been better if the doors would open. they would have ran through the fucking convention. That God, would have been, been a blast. Amazing. But
3: uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if the people running the convention would like that too much, or the or the vendors. But
2: depends on how much the ostriches paid. That's true. If they paid a healthy enough sum of money, I bet they'd be allowed to run wherever the hell they wanted to in that place.
3: Like uh, what the hell was that? <laughs> that was a looked like look like a giant turtle. That was a racing ostrich in a
2: trench coat. That was a racing ostrich. <laughs> That's what that was. So, um, I I do want to make a little update, just because you know. There might be a couple of people that give a shit. I don't know. I do. But I, uh, uh, I'm i not going to go into too much detail, but I mentioned last last show that I was going to go to the doctor. I went to the doctor, and uh, turns out I'm fairly healthy, surprisingly. Yeah. knuckles, buddy. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah. fairly healthy. A couple little things to address, and a couple little uh, personal goals that they're going to help me achieve. But uh, other than that, she said, you know, like my cholesterol and all that, you know, everything they checked? Did your fast look pretty good? Uh, okay, here's the fucking deal. So I knew I had that doctor's appointment. And I made it late in the afternoon so that I could just take off like an hour or so early from work and go down there. And my mom suggested, she goes, okay, you know, you're you're basically, you're asking them to do blood work. Yeah. So be ready for them to do blood work. She goes, don't eat. And I go, like all day? That's 12 hours. Well, she said, yeah, don't, don't eat. So... I didn't eat anything all day, and about four o'clock I get down there, and they're like, "Well, we, we're gonna, you know, want to run some blood work." They said, "So, you know, technically you should fast before blood work, so we're gonna have to schedule." I go, "I haven't eaten anything all day," and they're like, "What?" I go, "I have not eaten all day," and they're like, "Oh, so you're ready for blood work, huh?" I said, "Yeah, I yeah, I am. Let's do blood work." Well, then we as we talked a little more, some of the tests that I, I wanted to, to have run, they need to be done in the morning. hmm And I you get the hiccups? Mm-hmm. god damn. Um some of the tests I want to run, they had to be done in the morning. And the, <laughs> the doctor, she goes, I'm so sorry. She said she said uh, you know, can we uh, can we make an appointment for tomorrow morning? And she goes I feel bad. She goes, Do you want me to go get you a sandwich out of the break room or something? She said, You haven't eaten all day. She goes, I don't know how none of the girls in the office they're like, How did you do it? How did you not eat all day? I'm like, Well, I knew this was going on. Yeah. Like, how are you not hangry? I go, Oh, I am. I'm fucking furious, you know?
3: I'm hangry just sitting here and I just ate.
2: I know. So
3: I mean, as much as I as much as I talk about how much I eat. Yeah. These people, if they don't know me, they're going to think I'm like a 700-pound man.
2: No, you're not. <laughs> you're actually in pretty good shape, you know? But we're both of us, we, we talk like, oh, God, we, we eat everything, and we're...
4: I'm not know. fat. I'm big, man.
2: Yeah, but we're we're Shake. both in, in pretty good shape, you know? um, But, yeah, so, yeah, I didn't eat all day, and then she's like, I am so sorry. Can you come in tomorrow and, and, and take these tests? I'm like, I suppose. So I drove... Directly, through, there was a Hardee's about uh, ten minutes from my, where my doctor's offices. Yeah, I drove directly to the Hardee's. I got a double monster burger. Jesus
3: Christ, you didn't even you didn't even slide into it. You just went full bore. Well, I was
2: hungry. I, I, had, <laughs> I, I got a double monster burger with bacon, and a uh, big hot ham and cheese sandwich, and a large order of curly fries, and a giant uh, Dr Pepper. Dude, have you tried that new Italian sandwich at Wendy's?
3: I have not. It's good as fuck. Really? Yeah. It's like a it's like a piece of grilled chicken. Mm-hmm. And or crispy chicken and then it's got like a chicken patty on top of it with in between it's got mozzarella and marinara in it.
2: So it's double chicken?
3: Double chicken. Oh. I got the I got I got the chicken burger. It was a chicken patty and a burger with the mozzarella and the marinara. It was good
2: as fuck. Nice. Yeah, I ate all that food. And my cholesterol was still good the next day. So, I must be healthy if my body can process a double monster burger with bacon like that. Yeah. And all that cheese. Oh, man, it was so good.
3: Oh, dude, it sounds like now I'm hungry. We're going to get something to eat after this.
2: You know, when you think about it a cheeseburger is the flesh of an animal coated in something that it excretes. I've seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Did I send that to you? I think so. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I posted that. I was like, "Yeah, it's so yummy." Everybody's like, "Ew!" Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "Shut up."
2: But yeah, if anybody was worried about me going to the doctor, don't worry. I'm good. Uh, and it was nothing major that was you know, going on, except I thought I was going to pass out that one day. But um, and then I had like this, I had like this gut pain. So, it, like for like three days. So it was present. So I mentioned it because one day I played, uh, "Is it appendicitis or is it a fart caught sideways?" what a
3: fart caught sideways well yeah
2: if you got you get a fart caught sideways in your guts it really hurts bad so i thought well maybe it it could be gas pain or it could be appendicitis because it was like in my lower right kind of abdomen area and it really fucking hurt and it really hurt when i pushed on it the one day but it gas it wasn't well they say if 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 it hurts when you push on it and then let it go and i did that and i about flew out of my chair and my mom was like, eh, let's keep an eye on it. But I didn't have any other symptoms of appendicitis. So we kept an eye on it. And, uh, you know, in, in time, I guess I farted enough. And it kind of quit hurting, but it was still tender. So I told the doctor, I said, the only reason I want to mention this is because it hurts right now. And I told her, and she goes, well, keep an eye on it. And, you know, if we, we're going to talk next week. Do we week. need to
3: take a break? Do you have to go take a shit?
2: Not right now. No, it doesn't hurt right now. Now. It, it hurt when I was at the doctor. So that's why I said the only reason I mentioned it to her is because it hurt. It was tender and so she said just keep an eye on it but um it's since gone away it was just tender you know for whatever reason but uh it's it's better now and i'm in pretty good health good so i was happy to see that like i said there was a couple other tests they wanted to run we're going to get some some prescriptions some are uh some are for goals that i have some are for minor little things that need to be tweaked in my uh metabolism and my health but yeah we're good yeah good we're good and i had to be a in in six months time i had to be a sexy ass beast i don't know about that i don't know you just wait you just wait so yeah the other thing i want to talk about this is exciting you know i had three movies that i wanted to watch yeah i actually watched one of them did you fall asleep no, I was uh, I was awakened, riveted to this movie. Holy shit! I watched the Weird Al movie.
3: Oh no shit! Yes. What are you watching on? My TV. Oh, wait, I get that part, but <laughs> what, what platform?
2: It's only on Roku right now. Oh, so bitch. Because um, it's a Roku, it's a Roku produced movie. Roku actually produced their own movie and they put it on the Roku channel.
3: And that's fir- it's their first one,
2: I it's believe it's so. Right it what? Well, yeah. What I didn't know. Okay, so this is the Weird Al story, I right? That got uh, I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. Um, it's uh, it's the Weird Al story. It's supposed to be a story of his life. Yeah. And I had read reviews and shit. It's complete bullshit. Oh, no shit. There's nothing. I don't think there's, uh, aside from some of the names, I don't think there's anything else that's true. What
3: happened? I, haven't been, I won't be able to watch because I don't have Roku.
2: Well, it's been out for a while, so I think we can spoil it a little bit. Um, apparently there is a, uh, a lurid, uh, affair with Madonna. (laughs) He's romantically linked with Madonna in this film. Um, he, uh, kills Pablo Escobar in this film. Um,
3: and this is Daniel Radcliffe playing. Yes. Daniel Radcliffe. Oh my God.
2: uh, He is, uh, he writes original music that other artists rip off and make into popular songs. Instead of being that parodies, out. that checks out. Um, it, and a lot of the uh, comments that they make, and a lot of the people that are portrayed in this in this film, uh, some of the celebrity uh, uh impersonators are actually pretty good, but the stories are they're all complete bullshit. And so it, it's
3: basically UHF.
2: Uh, yeah, it, UHF two. It's UHF, but it's all about Al. Oh my
3: god! The
2: entire thing is about Al. And everybody's going, well, what, does, what did Weird Al think about it? What's, what's Weird Al's opinion did on it? Did he write it? He wrote The Son of a Bitch.
3: No shit. And he's in it. Who's he play?
2: Like a record executive. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's in the film, and he wrote the film and produced the film, and did a lot of the music for the film, obviously. So I'm pretty sure he's okay with the film. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the film's making him a lot of money. Oh, fuck, yeah. So but I actually I was I was really impressed with myself. I got home and I'm like what should I watch? And I'm like, you know, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty awake and alert. I feel, you know, I feel like I'm gonna finish a movie. Yeah. I, I you just feel that sometimes like, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty with it. I, I can, That's how I was yesterday when I watched another movie I was watching. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That 13 Fanboy. 13
2: Fanboy, which I that's been like 2 years in production. Oh
3: dude, that was great. I started watching um I watched the first Black Christmas. watched the second Black Christmas.
2: The remake. Yeah, the and first one. I like the first one better.
3: I you know, I like the remake. The, the remake wasn't bad. Um, and then I started watching the one that came out like two years ago. That's horrible. I was like, this movie's fucking slow and boring. So I turned it off and I kept looking. I was like, what's this?
2: Thirteen Fanboy. Thirteen
3: Fanboy. I was like, yeah, I'll check this out.
2: Uh, Deborah Voorhees was uh, was very instrumental in making that, I believe. And what? I. We know a lot of folks that are in that, um, or people we've met at least. Not not like friends, but people we've met. We're best friends. Yeah. With Kane. With, yeah. yeah. You, well, you've talked to him for like an hour.
3: Because that was the only one there. Because you were the only
2: one there, and I was waiting for Tobin Tobin Bell. Like,
3: everybody was waiting for Tobin Bell. Yeah, and I, you
2: just stroll in, and you're like, fuck it. I just,
3: I just sat down next to him. We started bullshitting. Yeah.
2: He's a cool guy, though. But uh, then I also watched, it's a newer film this was one of the most okay. when I say this you gotta understand I like well we like bad weird movies mm-hmm. this it wasn't necessarily a bad movie it was one of the weirdest films I've ever seen and there's no way that you can uh, really. there's no way you can predict what's gonna happen because yeah. I don't know that
3: yeah, I, I gotta watch this movie yeah,
2: I don't know that, that they knew what was gonna happen next necessarily as they were making it I think they just kind of winged it, but it's it's called Dave built a maze. Dave made a maze.
3: I, Dave built a maze. Dave a maze. built a maze. I think.
2: I watched that on I believe Paramount or or uh, Amazon Prime. My accounts for those are linked. My Paramount and Amazon Prime are linked. Yeah. So.
3: Yeah, so are mine.
2: Yeah, so it was on one of those two, but this film is it's so weird. That's
3: why I started watching The King of Tulsa. I thought it was on... I found it on Amazon, but it's... It's, it's, on, it's on Paramount. Paramount, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but, uh, they are so... This film was so weird, and I was... I've been wanting to watch it, and when I started watching it, I'm like, holy shit, this is so fucking bizarre. And then I got drawn into it, I'm like, this is a great film. It's weird, it's well done, and just so fucking bizarre. I... I enjoyed it. So if you get a chance, it, it's not necessarily a horror film, but there are there were a couple times I actually jumped. Because it. it's... You don't expect there to be a jump. You don't expect... So those be, are the best kinds. Yeah.
3: If you're expecting it, and then you're still going to jump, and you're like, I knew it was going to happen.
2: Well, and it's you know, like...
3: Why did you jump, motherfucker?
2: You're, you know... If you're watching a slasher movie, you expect there to be some jump scares. Yeah. You're watching a ghost movie, you expect there's going to be some jump scares. This is a movie about a guy that built a cardboard box fort in his living room. And when he got inside, it was, it was bigger inside than it is outside. And this thing just started taking on a life of its own and he got lost. So they had to go in and find him. <laughs>
3: That's so funny, dude.
2: Everything inside the maze is made out of cardboard playing cards old boxes old papers uh regular paper there's origami shit that is in there um it, it's just so weird i don't want give a lot of it away because it's a newer movie and people are going to dig it i feel but you wouldn't expect that scenario to have jump scares to scare you but there are and they work because it made me jump and Usually it's the shit that is weird and bizarre that makes me jump. Yeah. It's not the normal shit. And this one worked. Nice. So, yeah, check that out. I was proud that I got to watch one of the movies and cross it off my list. The, the Weird Al movie.
3: Yeah, I, I, I got to watch that. I so,
2: get... now I got to work on um, Smile.
3: Yeah, I do want to see Smile. And Nope. Nope is pretty good. It's go, nope just with, go in yeah. expecting nothing. That's what I heard. And, and no, I go, just go in and don't expect anything.
2: I like his other movies. Yeah, so do I. Um, I re- I really liked uh, Get Out, and uh, what what was the other one he did? Was it Us? Us, yeah. I really liked Us, so I I fully expect to enjoy Nope as well. So anything else we need to talk about? I mean, we've been blabbing for about 15, 20 minutes. I don't here. think so. So well, I wanted to do something because we we kind of came up with a. We came up with a topic ish, and tried to build on it like we normally do, and so I, this is how I want to open this this show. I'm 15 minutes later. Yeah, 15 minutes later. That's how I want to open this topic. We always open the show with just a bunch of bullshit, though. So I'm going to open this topic with um, I'm going to say a a catchphrase. I want you to say the product that it that okay. It's tied to okay okay. We'll start out easy. Um. Just do it. Nike. Yeah. Where's the beef? Wendy's. Yeah. Uh, Let's go with... uh... Melts in your mouth, not in your hands. M&M's. I knew you'd get that one. uh, Some of these
3: I don't... I do like M&M's.
2: How about... uh... Can you hear me now? Oh, Sprint. Close. That was Verizon.
3: Oh, yeah. He went to Sprint.
2: What, What gives you wings?
3: What gives me, oh, Red Bull.
2: Yeah. Where's the happiest place on earth? It's D- a, Disney World. Yeah, Disneyland. Yeah. That's <laughs> Who's freaky fast?
3: Oh, uh, Jimmy John's.
2: See, you're good that's, at this. You're very good at this. How about the King of Beers?
3: I have no idea. The
2: King of Beers, come on.
3: Miller Lite? Bud Light? Budweiser?
2: Budweiser. <laughs> Miller Lite.
3: <laughs> I don't know.
2: Is it Hams?
3: Is, <laughs> Schlitz?
2: <laughs> you know that was always my thing people give me shit because when I drank I drank PBR yeah and I would say PBR what's that stand if they go Pabst Blue Ribbon I go they give Blue Ribbons to winners yeah this thing, that's how they got it it won an award now it won an award like in 1872 but it still won a damn award yeah you know Um. so yeah I mean that's
3: we, my, I, it's what I drink because it's one where it's cheap and they give you tall boys <laughs> right for the same price as a bud light
2: <laughs> let's do let's just do a couple more of these because they're, they're fun uh once you pop the fun don't stop pringles god damn you're good finger looking good kfc <laughs> snap crackle pop rice krispies obey your thirst
3: i have n- obey your thirst obey your thirst dr pepper
2: no Think a a, a clear soda. Sprite. Sprite, yeah. So, with that, I mean, you were close on most of them. You got most of them. Yeah. So, would you say that a slogan or an advertising campaign is probably pretty damn important for the brand? Oh, yeah. Well, we thought we'd talk about kind of some campaigns that, some that were worked, some that were kind of wild and wacky. And then we're gonna finish off with a real fucking humdinger.
3: Humdinger.
2: A humdinger. Yes, it's a humdinger. So, and some of these people, if they if they weren't around for this, they won't believe that some of this shit happened.
3: Oh, dude, but, I was around for most of for a lot of it, and I don't believe a lot of it. Fucking even made it to TV,
2: right? Or even, yeah, was was allowed. So I think one of the biggest things, and you saw this a lot with fast food, not necessarily just fast food. But they would take a popular movie, and they'd tie into it, and they would make their whole campaign for that period of time about the movie. So, McDonald's, obviously, and, and Burger King were notorious for this.
3: Oh, yeah, big staples in a lot of movies.
2: Um, McDonald's jumped on the Star Wars, big time. So, you would have the glass drinking oh, cups. Oh, yeah. The,
3: like McDonald's, I thought it was Burger King.
2: Um. I'm pretty sure it was McDonald's. Was it Burger King? It was Burger King.
3: Burger King had, had the Star Wars Cups.
2: Oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? So, Burger King. Burger King. Burger King had the had the, uh, the Star Wars Cups. And, of course, back in the 80s with the original three, uh, it's the 70s and 80s, I don't know so much that they jumped on the first one because nobody thought it was going to be a hit.
3: I can't remember if they did or not. I know there was...
2: There was Empire Strikes Back. I think
3: they I think they brought them out for Return of the Jedi.
2: There, I, th- I think there was Empire Strikes Back ones too because I remember seeing, for some reason, I recall seeing the Tauntauns. Yeah. On a cup. Let me look. And, Let me look. Um, I I know that they jumped on because the Ewoks were on a were on a cup. So, with that, you know, obviously you had the tie-ins. You could put a toy in a Happy Meal. Yeah. That somehow tied in or an add-on drink or whatever or you know like a cup or something now star trek the guy they got their uh star trek was mcdonald's
3: star trek was star
2: trek was mcdonald's okay um so they 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 you know got involved so it was like very much just like the rivalry between mcdonald's and burger king they had Star Wars, Star Trek against each other as well. Oh yeah, you know, and I know that I remember McDonald's having the. the
3: oh yeah, they had all they had all the glasses, but they all must have come out at the same time. There was okay, twelve of them
2: for the Birkin. Yep, and the, they had. Seen, I've only seen like two of these cups. I remember several of them. and I had a few of them, um, but I mean, very smart to to bring in, you know. Like that, like the, the movies, or, yeah. or, or or something like that. Well, they McDonald's actually got Indiana Jones.
3: Oh, yeah, they did.
2: And th- this is amazing, because this is at a time that I don't know how they afforded this. But they didn't give a toy or a cup. What they did is you could go into McDonald's, and you could buy a VHS copy... Of one of the Indiana Jones films. I remember
3: this. My, we used to get those.
2: Yes. They cost $5.99. That's back when a VHS tape would cost you like $40 uh-huh. to buy. So I'm not sure how they did that. Um,
3: They were they were all bootlegs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they were all overdubbed and <laughs> shit.
3: You, you're sitting there watching the movie. You see a guy stand up and go to the bathroom.
2: <laughs> so... <laughs>
3: that would it's like great. it's like going down to Mexico and buying a movie. Hey man,
2: yeah. Yeah. this
3: movie is still in the theaters. You can't get it it's anywhere.
2: Yeah, you can't get it anywhere. And it's just somebody with a with a camcorder in the theater. <laughs> I actually we had a lot of those <laughs> back in the day. But I mean, what what a great idea, you know? Hey, let's bring in this movie, and for five dollars and ninety nine cents, you could have a copy of it. Yeah, that's amazing. I think
3: we ended up. I think we went like once a week when they changed the movies or whatever.
2: Well, and they did this, I believe after the last crusade. Yep. Because you could you could get all 3 of the movies at the time. They didn't bother with the Crystal Skull. That wasn't out yet. It well, it wasn't out yet, but they didn't bother to bring it back. No. Um but you could get the first 3. And You know they're
3: making he's making one more.
2: Yes. The final Indiana. Indiana Jones and the Afternoon Nap. The Afternoon Nap. <laughs> for this shit I actually <laughs> just, just before I came here I watched uh, Temple of Doom which is my favorite Indiana Jones film
3: I do like that I actually like The Last Crusade I think it's probably my favorite
2: one I, that's going to be the next one because about two weeks ago I watched uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark on a Sunday just,
3: I've watched you know. back, all three Back to the Futures two days in a row oh really they were on Friday they were on yesterday and I just get sucked into them you know, I was like I'm going to watch something else and I get sucked into it
2: well uh, speaking of Back to the Future Back to the Future I believe they got tied up with Taco Bell did they? I believe so. Um, I, I know one thing that did get tied up with Taco Bell was Demolition Man.
3: Demolition Man and uh, Batman Forever.
2: Yeah, well, Demolition Man, not the greatest film.
3: That movie's a great film.
2: But what they did, uh, for, for Demolition Man, at least... Uh, you
3: know, in future times, they're going to think that's a documentary.
2: Well, that's true. Um, with Demolition Man, in the movie itself... Uh, well,
3: that's the thing with Taco Bell. You think you know... I like their food. It's probably one of my favorite fast food places to go to. Yeah, but when it comes to doing movie advertising for for movies, they don't pick the greatest movies to do.
2: They, well, I don't think that they're at the top of the list. I think they, they're like, okay, pitch this to McDonald's. No, bur- try Burger King. Okay, uh, Taco Bell's interested. Uh, let's try Hardee's, Carl's Jr. Yeah, go uh, see what Steak and Shake has. You know, <laughs> they're probably <laughs> like passing it around. It's like, ah, oh, fuck it, take Taco Bell's money. Um, but they had they had in the movie Demolition Man, Taco Bell was the only was the only restaurant available
3: because they won the fast food wars.
2: Yes, which so, is
3: probably true still today. But well, they I think people prefer Taco Bell over some of these other a lot of these other places.
2: They uh, they were an upscale version of the restaurant in the movie. So Taco Bell actually made the demo deal where it was a big yep. and that was a great deal. I don't remember what was in it, but it was a great deal. And had to go for a bean burrito. So at the 2018 Comic Con, which was the twentieth twenty fifth anniversary of Demolition Man, they actually set up the restaurant from the movie at the Comic Con.
3: Oh shit! And
2: in a cross with, with Taco Bell, and oh. fans could go in and they could try
3: the fancy Taco the, Bell. The fancy
2: Taco Bell. Which that's kind of cool. He uh, said Batman Returns. They did.
3: No, it was a Batman Returns. Um, I thought they just did Batman Forever.
2: Batman Forever. I think yeah,
3: McDonald's did ba- the original Batman's.
2: Yep, yep. I do remember that. Yeah, I, th- I think they had cups again. Yeah, because I remember Michelle Pfeiffer on a on a glass. Yeah. Uh, so they really like those glasses. Why give a kid? It
3: was either McDonald's or Burger. He was one of the two.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they, they locked up a bunch of these. I, I, and I do remember, uh, at least an advertisement and a special value meal thing. Um, Taco Bell did Godzilla.
3: Oh yeah. Which
2: that wasn't the greatest. They
3: do. Like I said, dude, they don't do the very, they don't do very good movie advertising for their,
2: they, they don't pick the best ones. No. Uh, but yeah. So, um, who was it? Uh. McDonald's they did a combo meal for Jurassic Park and then you could add on for $1.49 a watch. I remember that. Yes. Um they they it was a little watch that, they, that you could add on. So you know <laughs> Taco Bell they did watches too for Congo. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a kids movie. <laughs> I don't think they cared. Do you remember when McDonald's they paid Congo was brutal. Congo was rough, and it was it was a great movie. No, but do you remember when um, McDonald's they paid a ton of money to offer VHS tapes for like five or six bucks of Disney films? No, they had a tie-in with Disney. They, uh, they did where you could add a, a, a movie and then all of a sudden they pulled them and that's when Disney vaulted a bunch of shit where it's like we're not selling the shit anymore. Yeah. So, there are McDonald's Disney films out there. They're they're Disney movies sold by McDonald's with a little McDonald's brand on the box. Oh, shit. I can remember that because I, I don't that remember shit that so shit at all. I don't know
3: um, that Marvel or, yeah, Marvel who owns did
2: who? Disney owns Marvel.
3: Disney owns Marvel.
2: Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Because I thought they took all them... I didn't think they had anything vaulted anymore.
2: Um, Batman? It looks like a bunch of Taco Bell. The original? Yeah. No way. In 89? Yeah. Taco Bell. Taco Bell featured plastic collector's cups. Oh, wow. So they didn't go with the glasses. They just went with a plastic cup. And that always cracks me up when you see that shit. Well, here, uh, there's a burger with Batman. That's Burger King.
3: That's McDonald's. That's that's McDonald's. That's a Big Mac. That's the original. That's a Batman '89 Batman.
2: Um, Batman, Batman Returns. Batman. Okay, that's Batman Returns. Batman Returns got McDonald's got that. Um, and that that would make sense because Batman Returns had the Catwoman. Yep. So yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was a uh, that was kind of a flop because. Parents got pissed when that film was released because it was R-rated.
3: Oh, yeah. it was It was
2: PG-13. PG-13. And McDonald's put out kid-friendly merchandise. So Warner Brothers and McDonald's, they took turns blaming each other for the fiasco. But guess who got blamed in the end? Warner Brothers. Tim Burton. Seriously. And they fired him. <laughs> that, that's why Tim Burton did not get to finish the trilogy.
3: Yeah. And that's why Michael Keaton didn't come back as Batman. Mm-hmm. Because he said I only work with Tim Burton,
2: yeah. So yeah, they—that uh, was kind of a flop.
3: That that sucks because that was a really good movie.
2: Well, yeah, it was. So in you know keeping with this movie tie-in, you have mentioned this, and in our very first episode, you mentioned you wanted to cover this, and we've tiptoed around it. But the Universal Monsters, what kind of tie-in did they have?
3: They had a tie-in for with food. With, um, they did Burger King. They had their little glow in the dark figures. I had some of those. Those were
2: awesome. And the um, the, the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon actually spit water. Yeah,
3: I, I had the, got one, one of those. Too. And I had the
2: the the Frankenstein monster that had a little table you put him on, and he would light up. Yep, I I love those things. They were um, so cool. And then
3: they did the Universal. I think it was the anniversary. Yes, the Universal Studios or something like that. Like they a fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, they did thing. all the monsters with uh, Pepsi and Doritos.
2: Yeah. And did they give anything away, or was it just There was, like, commercials? I think those
3: prizes you can get. You had to get, like, so many points, or you had to find the, the, the monster dollars or some shit like that. Okay. Like, there was, like, they were in the cases of pop. If you had to get, like, the case of pop, you couldn't get, like, the six-pack. Yep. And then you had to get the big family size or the jumbo bags of Doritos or some
2: shit. Okay. They had
3: like, little dollars in them. Okay. And you you can... get the little dollars, Yeah, or they were, like, scratch-offs.
2: Right. Okay. I, yeah, I'm kind of remembering that. And it seemed like a lot of food did some kind of get a car, uh, some kind of card or scratch off and win something uh, soda did it under the caps yep you know but
3: you know I just I was just watching something the other day they were talking about or I wasn't I think my wife was watching it and I was just listening they were talking about the like the first couple of years monopoly did with worth mcdonalds that's a great tie in right they, i didn't think about they that they never they never set it up so where anybody could win any of the big prizes. So. Uh-huh. And you people get, like, played that shit like you crazy. You get like free meals, shit like that and it cost a couple bucks, but like the big prizes, nobody ever won anything.
2: You know, and that just goes along with my my philosophy. Fuck Monopoly. I hate <laughs> Monopoly. <laughs> um, one of, I, I feel one of the biggest movie tie-ins ever because it put this... On the map, was the Reese's Pieces ET crossover? Oh yeah! Because before before ET, they had peanut butter cups. Reese's had peanut butter cups, and that was about it. They might have put out Reese's Pieces before the movie, yep, but they weren't popular because they were like an Eminem clone. But oh yeah, you, they just they didn't take off. But they got them into the movie where. Eat, uh, Elliot laid a trail of Reese's Pieces for E.T. and he loved Reese's Pieces. Well, I remember going to the theater to see E.T. And, I wanted some, you know, Reese's Pieces for to eat during the movie. Reese's Pieces are good. Yeah, I love Reese's Pieces. Well, um, I, I, uh, I wanted Reese's Pieces to eat during the movie and you bought the, the big theater box of Reese's Pieces yep. and you got a sticker. It was, I mean, it was a nice-sized... It was about a six-by-six six sticker. And it had a scene from the movie. And the scene that they gave away at the theater... It even said at the bottom, The Theater Sticker. So it's that's the only place you could get this thing. And it was the poster of E.T.'s hand with the, the, the finger lit oh, up. yeah. And Elliot's finger trying to touch. And, like, you see a space and the, the earth and all that. So it was like, you know, God, that's so cool. Well, then... You could send, like, you sent two or three UPC codes from Reese's Pieces. Yep. Send them to them with, like, a couple bucks, and they would send you the next sticker. And there was a series of, like, eight of them. Oh, no shit. And I had most of them. But me being the kind of kid that I was, I was always paranoid to stick a sticker. I'm still like this. I'm paranoid to stick a sticker on anything because that thing might get thrown away. Uh Uh-huh. Or the sticker might fall off, and then the sticker's ruined. So, what I did is I got these big pieces of cardboard, and they were my sticker boards. And I'd have stickers all over. Well, I had all eight of those ET stickers stuck on one side with other stickers around them, but they were like the centerpiece. Yeah. I but I had them all, and that kept those stickers kept me buying, you know, choosing Reese's pieces for the duration of the of the promotion.
3: No shit. Well,
2: yeah, because I had to get I had oh, to get yeah. like. Every week or two, it was a different sticker, so it was like I had to eat two packages of those Reese's Pieces and then get that shit in the mail, so I could get my sticker. Oh, my mom would have never let me do that slice. do that shit. And you know, you put like a dollar or two in there, and they would mail you, and, and you got mail. You know, yeah. it's like oh, you know, fuck, I got mail. Hey, you know. What are you, America Online?
3: Yeah, <laughs> you got mail.
2: It was it was way before America Online. <laughs> but I mean, that was. That's the kind of thing. That's the kind of promotion that it keeps people, you know, you keep changing it a little bit Mm -hmm. or you give something away. Well, they they don't do that shit anymore.
3: I mean, not like they used to.
2: Not like they used to. Um, (laughs) This one, and I I mentioned this to you and you said you were not familiar with it. So I want to go into this that because it screwed McDonald's over so bad. And in theory, it sounds like a great idea. So, back in nineteen eighty four, the Olympics were in Los Angeles, and McDonald's was the official restaurant of the United States Olympic team.
3: That's because that's what a bunch of Olympians want to eat—is McDonald's. Is McDonald's,
2: yeah. But they, you know, they—you always see that it's like you know, they'll say, you "Yeah, know, like
3: Monster Money." Oh,
2: there it is, right there yeah, on TV. Yeah, I pulled it up. Very cool. Um, so. You know, you always see that it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, crack, the official drug of the Olympic team. You know, it's like, there ain't no Olympians yeah. doing crack, but they get their, they, they pay money. They get their name tied to the Olympics. You know, they sponsor it and now they're the official whatever. You know, there's always an official beer of an athletic event yep. with athletes that don't look like they have had a sip of beer. You know, they're, they're in great shape. Yeah, they're not eating candy and McDonald's and shitty. F- they probably are, you know, at some point when they're not training. But so anyhow, McDonald's. Became, yeah, there's the
3: there's the boxes for these things.
2: Oh, those are cool.
3: Yeah, those are badass. I mean, I think I think you can cut those things out. Okay. Yeah, those are really cool. Yeah, they came with like it was each side. Yeah, you can cut out the face. Uh, oh. Each side, they had each side of the monster bucks.
2: Okay, and you gotta you gotta match, match them match up. It, yep. Oh, very cool. So,
3: I never matched them.
2: Well, yeah. Well, there's the matches. <laughs> but, um, so McDonald's decided that they had had a successful giveaway promotion in 1976 during the Summer Olympics in Montreal, where you, they were offered prizes. Did
3: they drop a bunch of Big Macs from the
2: helicopter? No, <laughs> no Big Macs can't fly. either either could turkeys no (laughs) but they if the American team won a medal you could go in and get free shit yeah you know so they're like oh we're gonna do that again and it's in the United States this is gonna go great so they made scratch off cards with different Olympic events that were given out every time you know like every time you bought something you got a scratch card Mm -hmm. and they could be redeemed if That particular team won a medal in that event. So, it would be very event-specific. Okay. So, I mean, the odds of you winning this thing, not, you know... There's a lot of countries that participate in the Olympics in all these events. So, I mean, you, you had a chance, but not... It wasn't a slam dunk. Yeah. You know? So... It's
3: like winning the the United States, winning the gold, playing soccer.
2: Right, right. Well,
3: what happened in... Back then.
2: What happened in 84 is they they did this, they put all the cards out and everything, and then the Soviet Union and 13 Eastern Bloc countries decided they're going to boycott the Olympics. So that took a lot of major players out of the game. And... That was because in 1980, the United States boycotted the Moscow Olympics because the uh, Soviet Union had in, uh, invaded Afghanistan, Iran, and Libya. Oh. And, uh, or no, they, they invaded Afghanistan. Iran and Libya, they also bowed out of the Olympics. the Olympics in 84. So, all these teams that would be competition... Are gone. So McDonald's lost her ass. Yes. Uh, The U.S. team dominated the Olympics that year. They got 174 medals. Holy shit. 83 were gold. So as they're just knocking this shit out, uh, customers are exchanging their cards for free food. What happened? They go in, they get their free food. You know, they would you know it'd be like a free drink for a bronze and a, yeah and a gold would be like a, a free meal. They would buy other shit. What would they get? Another fucking card. Uh huh. And that card would get them a gold and something else. And it was like so they're handing food out.
3: Oh my god! Like
2: crazy. Um. They said that six thousand six hundred restaurants. They started getting shorted. They would have shortages of the items that were promoted. Yeah. Especially Big Macs.
3: I've mean, I never liked Big Macs. I love Big Macs. I'm not a fan of their Thousand Island dressing.
2: McDonald's has never really disclosed what the cost of this promotion was, but they have said it's the most expensive promotion they have ever done at McDonald's. No shit. Due to the fact that with the United States dominating plus all these other countries bowing out of the Olympics. They said that it, it it cost them millions of dollars. That's just a tax write-off for them, though. Because they usually make a huge profit on a Big Mac. Yep. Now they had to give shitloads of them away for free. Uh, they took a beating on that one, but they decided that it was a good enough promotion. They did the win the U.S. wins, you win promotion, in eighty-eight and in ninety-six again, and they had a partnership with the Olympic Games until two thousand seventeen oh, is no when shit. they ended it. Yeah, so here's how here's how well known, even though you didn't know about it. No,
3: no, no, I didn't know about this shit at all.
2: In pop culture, here's how well known this promotion is. In the fourth season of The Simpsons, they did a parody of it. Krusty the Clown did a promotion for the uh, 84 Olympic Games with the Krusty Burger chain. (laughs) It was a scratch-and-win game, similar to what McDonald's did, where customers could win free Krusty Burgers if the Olympic team wins gold medal. Unknown to the public, the card games in The Simpsons were rigged to feature events that athletes from communist countries were likely to win. (laughs) However... There was a Soviet boycott, and a lot of communist countries boycotted with them. So Krusty's promotional scheme backfired, and he lost $44 million from all the free Krusty burgers given to the citizens of Springfield. On the last day of the Olympic Games, a furious Krusty appeared on live TV, smoking and crying, calling his customers pigs, and he vowed to personally spit in every 50th Krusty burger. (laughs) To which Homer Simpson replied, hmm. I like those odds.
3: (laughs) I like those odds.
2: So the, the Olympic games fiasco actually made it onto the Simpsons. Which says something. Yeah. So if the Simpsons picked it up, yeah, that's pretty huge. So we know, you know, famously all of, you know, like Burger King had herb. We've talked about that before, where if you found their spokesperson somewhere, you know, you got something, uh, Pizza Hut had book it. We've talked at length about that. Oh book yeah. It.
3: They did the book it. You go in there and you You, you read five books in in a week. Free you got a free personal pizza.
2: pizza. Which was amazing.
3: Which I mean they didn't really it wasn't really advertising for them, but they did it they did it with all the
2: schools. It was advertising because Pizza Hut sponsored it. Oh
3: yeah, I guess you're right.
2: If you get a kid, hey, you're gonna get a free little pizza if you read five books. It helped out getting kids yeah. to read. It helped get me to read. Uh, but it helped out getting kids to read and you got that cool button and they would put the five the star stickers on it. I used to read comic books to do that. Well, it counted. You're yeah. reading.
3: My it, teacher, like. I remember my teachers always tell me, well, try to read an actual book.
2: It is an actual book. I
3: don't want to read an actual book. I want to read my comic book.
2: Yeah, but you read, you know, uh, but the way that it was promotional or advertising for Pizza Hut, you gave a kid a free pizza. The kid's not going to go down there and get a free pizza on his own. Uh-uh. And I think you had to purchase a soda to get it. Yeah, I think so. So, which is two bucks, but whoever brought those kids, they would probably eat something too. Mm -hmm. So they were selling stuff. They were getting people in their restaurant every week that might not eat there once a week. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, we had the pizza down the street from us, so we were there all the time.
2: I, I loved it. I mean, you felt like you were the king of the world when you walked in and they're like, and what are you gonna have? And you just whip out that little coupon that your teacher Boom, mother- I'll have a I'll have pepperoni, please. Oh, you know? sucker. And then you get your quarters and go play Pac-Man or Donkey Kong or yep. Galaga or whatever. And yeah, you, know, you were you were the fucking king of the world. And then they brought you a pizza in a metal cast iron pan that burned the shit right out of oh, you if you touched yeah, it. Oh yeah, dude. When they have to bring you they bring your food out with a pair of vice grips.
3: Yeah. Then they're holding those things with the five scriptures yep.
2: and set them down. They'd set them down on a, a little wicker pla- uh, placemat thing yep. and so it didn't burn their plastic tablecloth. And then they're like, there you go. And then you go to grab that piece of pizza and burn the shit right out yep. of your hand. Oh, yeah, good times.
3: I don't remember I don't even remember this stupid shit. I don't remember that shit either. Pepsi Man?
2: Uh uh-uh. uh. So we know about all that stuff that was geared towards kids. There were a few things that were geared towards adults. I mean, Spuds McKenzie.
3: Didn't they? they yeah, he was, he was He was geared towards adults, but...
2: Kids loved him.
3: Yeah, but he was every every kid knew who Spuds McKenzie was. Oh, we had
2: Spuds McKenzie t-shirts that they finally he were like, you can't wear he those. was
3: like, what, Bud Light? Bud, Bud, Bud Light, Light. yeah.
2: Because Bud,
3: yeah. um, Bud Light was the younger crowd's beer. Yep, they were
2: supposed to be for the younger people. The
3: teenagers. Uh, yeah, yeah, we want we kids <laughs> drinking our beer.
2: Um, and then they would have the Bud Bowl every year. Oh yeah! And when I was in school, the Bud Bowl was talked about more than the actual, the actual Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah,
3: it was like the commercials. Now, I mean, I don't even watch the fucking Super Bowl. I just want to see the commercials. It's, yeah,
2: that's become its own its own creature, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, at
3: least it was. The last couple of years, it just hasn't been this. They haven't. You been haven't that good. You know, it, no, they've been terrible.
2: Well, uh, the thing is, people they would they'll make a million dollar. Super Bowl commercial, uh-huh. and then release it online the week before the Super Bowl. Yeah, why? I mean, if I was the Super Bowl, I would make a like. You know, okay, you want you want a commercial of the Super Bowl? It has to debut at the Super Bowl, but that doesn't always happen.
3: Was it last year's Super Bowl? They had the the uh, Cadillac, the all electric Cadillac, or whatever. Yeah, the heck it was. Yeah.
2: So there were a couple things, and I cannot believe that this was a thing. They were rewarding people for smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Marlboro Miles and Mar- Camel Bucks. And Camel Bucks. So, we'll talk about Camel Cash first. It was Camel Cash, or they called it the C-Note, which was a little piece of paper that was stuck in a, uh, a pack of Camel cigarettes. And it looked like a dollar bill. It might have Joe Camel's face on it. Mm-hmm. Until they...
3: They pulled they Joe pulled Camel. They pulled Joe
2: Camel. Then they just put the Camel logo on yeah,
3: it. Yeah, because they said Joe Camel was... They were... Thought they were advertising for little kids to start smoking. Right. Which is probably true, but...
2: Well, and they used to ha- give, give away... Oh, Undertaker's here. Shit. Um like, oh shit. They used to give away uh, T-shirts. If you bought like three packs of cigarettes, you get a Joe Camel T-shirt. Yeah. You know? And I remember people wearing those to school, too. A couple of friends of mine used to wear those to school. And... Of course, you know, quickly it was like you can't wear that shirt to school anymore. You know. Yeah. It's, it's
3: it was like that with uh
2: what was it, Big Johnson T shirts? Oh yeah, yeah. The cactus juice. Yeah, Big Johnson co ed naked. Co yeah. Yep. But so you could get camel products by smoking enough cigarettes.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And they actually they redeemed those things until two thousand seven. Really? Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Um, the other thing that Camel did that they put the kibosh on was uh, they had the Camel mascot in different locations, and you had to guess where it was. They just showed the skyline. Yeah, and they said that. Well, that made it into a game, and kids were trying to do it. So they. Oh shit! Yeah, they, they I took didn't that know away. about that one. Um. Did you know that uh, that Camel had? Uh, had subliminal little subliminal uh pictures in their camel. No. So what the legend is the guy that drew the the logo he didn't like the marketing manager for camel. So he drew a bunch of dicks? Yeah. Kind of. He drew in the design it's called uh Manica Piss it's
3: a <laughs> manicum piss. Manicum
2: piss. It's the bronze statue of the little kid that's peeing into the fountain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he drew that into some of them. But the one, and I actually learned about this in school, uh, I had a teacher that pointed this out, which I'm sure she wasn't supposed to. If you look at the, the, the leg of the camel and you follow it up, you can see a man standing there with an erection. Wow! I'll, I'll. If I find uh, the picture, I'll show you later, because it's. Uh, it, I, I've seen it. It's in there. A lot of them say that, you know, it's not. Wasn't there on purpose. It was just an accidental shading issue. But with this guy being pissed at the marketing people at Camel, yeah, maybe he did it. Who He's knows? Here. You know. But yeah, it's it's there.
3: Here's an original. Here's an old pack.
2: Okay. Right there's his head.
3: Oh, yeah. Right there's his yeah, arm. Yep, yeah,
2: I see it. Right there's his, his donger. See it? Yep. Right there. So it's the front leg of the camel, and the man is facing towards the back of the camel. Kind of, the head is just slightly below and towards the front of the hump. And it's in yellow. It's very, very plain to see. His leg is the front leg of the camel.
3: That's funny.
2: Yeah, but you see it. Yeah. So yeah that was camel cigarettes i don't remember all what you could buy with camel cigarette bucks they had so much
3: stuff you could buy dude
2: it was all branded with the logo
3: yeah it's um, like just i mean
2: yeah but, it, but a lot of t-shirts a lot of jackets and things like that. windbreakers and things like that is what i remember but chainsaws i don't know well i you get a chainsaw that'd be pretty funny i remember my uncle he got like a camel ashtray some camel lighters well, and we talked about this. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit last week. I don't know if we talked about it on the air or not, but if we've ever talked about it on the air. But at one point, when I was working at the grocery store, I signed up for you signed this thing. Oh they, yeah,
3: yeah, I, I remember what we were talking about. I don't remember if we talked about. I don't it think we though.
2: talked about it on the air. Um, I signed up for a mailing list, and by signing up for the mailing list, they gave me uh, some coupons for free Marlboros. I think I got like two free packs.
3: I was camel like, hell, cash.
2: hell yeah, I got you know, I Got me some free Marlboros. And then... Oh, you can get a
3: VCR. Oh. A pocket
2: watch. A retro ashtray. A
3: lighter. A fleece jacket. A cooler. A jean jacket.
2: I usually had the jean jacket.
3: What else I got here? A weird looking lighter. Some camel coins. A camel cup. A pyramid, um, just a bunch of ran- watches. Like my, cu- I think my cousin had the the, the the pocket watch.
2: Oh, cool. So I mean, yeah, you got the, they had stuff you could get. Well, okay, so I signed up for the mailing list for Marlboro, and I got two free packs for signing up. I got coupons for two free packs. They couldn't give away the actual product, but they could give away a coupon. Yeah. I redeemed them right there, got them, and then once a month I would get like six coupons. For a dollar off a pack. And this is back when the pack of cigarettes was like three bucks. Yeah, So I could get cigarettes for a couple bucks a piece. You know. And it was like, that's great. Well, then I kind of quit smoking. So I would give these coupons away because I got them for years. And then like on my birthday, they would send me something. It might be a little pewter lighter. You know, just like regular lighter. Yep. And it was in a pewter sleeve. So you could switch out a disposable lighter. Um, I got several bandanas. I got a coaster set, like a leather coaster oh, no set. Shit. Yeah, all kinds of shit. And I got those for years and years. You know, my birthday would roll around, and I'd get a little, and they would come in a little metal box with a mailing label stuck to it. Yeah, and you open it up, and there'd be something Marlboro related in there. It was kind of cool. But Marlboro, they had the Marlboro Miles, and that's back when Marlboro had a cowboy for their spokesperson. That's back when it was the rugged man's cigarette. Yeah. So the Marlboro miles was all kind of cowboy themed. So some things that that you could get in the Marlboro gear catalog, you could get a Stetson cowboy hat. You could get a a Western button up shirt with a Marlboro logo on the sleeve, a canvas coat, a really cool flashlight, they had some really cool watches, like a Swiss Army watch. They had an ashtray that was in like a wooden block. Oh yeah. Uh, if if you really you know dove in, you get like I mean, the, the, of course the Stetson hat and the jackets and stuff. They they cost quite a few miles. They had stuff like lighters and they had a harmonica. We had a, I think we still have a Marlboro harmonica around the house somewhere. No shit. Um, you could get barbecue tools. Uh, and, and a lot
3: of camping stuff too.
2: An iron skillet. A, you know, like a trail skillet, a lot of backpacks and, and different things, uh, cargo shorts, fireplace tools, uh, a lantern. The lantern's pretty cool. Um, They had a camp table. They had a fucking tent. Yep. I still have a Marlboro sleeping bag. Uh, you had to
3: get the table,
2: and then you could get the bench. Then you, yeah. You, <laughs> they didn't come together. They didn't come together. You <laughs> had to smoke more. Uh... They had suede shirts. And we have one of these in the closet. I double-checked the other day. It is a reversible canvas ankle-length duster.
3: Oh, shit.
2: And you can flip it inside out, and it is a raincoat. It's a yellow raincoat. Wow. My dad well, here's, smoked here's so the, many the, fucking cigarettes to get that.
3: Here's the new... Here's the update, or the newer one, because I think that the one we're looking at here, that was the first one. Yeah. So you got GPS. You got... More coasters, you got uh, zippo lighters, you got compasses, electric compass, digital camera. Oh, wow! Thermos, um, cutting board, range cooks, carving board, and utensils. You got dominoes, uh, playing cards, wallet, big ass duffel bag.
2: Well, here I've got some, a couple of items here that I have. Uh, values on so the uh well first of all they went by the cowboy code yep the cowboy code
3: you just paste when you can what was that just pace when you can no you just run a tab with marble no marble?
2: the cowboy code was a cowboy is courageous he keeps his word he returns what he borrows he's always on time he minds his own business he pulls his own weight he closes gates behind him Sometimes he exaggerates, but he never lies and this one's important and I go by this one. You never cuss another man's dog
3: Don't ever cuss another man's dog.
2: But here's a couple items that were in that catalog with values. So the hill county day pack Which is a a small backpack Good for a day, you know, like a day-long hike has plenty of pockets. Keep your gear organized. It's lightweight lightweight and sturdy Uh, its uh, bottom is reinforced PVC has padded straps and it's comfortable that's 500 miles you got five miles per pack so if you smoked a hundred packs of cigarettes you could get, get this backpack backpack or the bunkhouse barbecue tools which is stainless steel and oak it had a spatula a 2 prong fork and a set of tongs and a nice little uh, canvas carrying case 550 miles so Holy you had to smoke shit. 110 packs of cigarettes for that. So, th- they discontinued this. And I can see why, you know. Uh, people were... Because they're their they clientele fucking
3: kept dying
2: off? Okay, check this out. <laughs> Here, they had a trail rider's pouch, which is a, a small, like... Uh, fanny pack it, was, it cut without the, the strap on it but yeah it's like a little fanny pack looking thing. He said strap on. <laughs> 275 miles. they didn't have one of those. <laughs> well listen to this.
3: That was in the other pa- that was in the other catalog.
2: They had uh, a dartboard that it came with darts. it was uh, it was in a, a pine cabinet had the little chalkboard so you could keep track of your score and it came with chalk. And uh, and like I said, and it had steel tip darts. It was a it was a steel tip board. Two thousand four hundred and seventy-five marble shit. miles for that bastard. I have seen this thing hanging on people's walls.
3: That's a lot of cigarettes.
2: But you figure some people were like a two to three pack a day smoker. Yeah. So if if you're a two to three pack a day smoker, you're gonna get, you know, fifteen miles a day.
3: At least, yeah. That's
2: gonna add up over a few months' time. But oh my god, you know. What, it's just amazing that, that they did. I, I know there was a denim jacket. I've seen it. And that thing was like the coveted, you know. Uh,
3: I knew somebody had that denim jacket too.
2: You had to smoke 600 packs of cigarettes to get that.
3: Jesus Christ.
2: So, yeah, they, they discontinued it because they were encouraging people to smoke and rewarding them to mm-hmm. smoke. And pretty soon there were just there was laws made that you, you can't do that. Uh, and I think I also told you, I signed up for Skull. Skull had a promotion as well. Yeah. Where they would give you shit if you bought Skull. And I got a uh, a spittoon. Okay, yep. But the spittoon could not be spilled. It was one of those, the, like a Weeble. The, yeah, the Weeble wobbles. Yeah, you, you tip it over and it would pop right back up and it had a cone in it. So as long as you didn't fill the spittoon to the rim, it could not be spilled. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of fun to... Have a and
3: if you're if you're just if if you fill the spittoon up to where you can be knocked over.
2: It probably stinks.
3: Yeah, you just I mean clean clean your
2: spittoon. That's part of the this cowboy is, this code. this is not the old west. Yeah, that's, <laughs> even cowboys had clean spittoons.
3: Every once in a while. Yeah. Speak I watch that Back to the Future three. Yeah. Where he kicked that spittoon onto a mad dog um the hell was the bad guy's
2: name? I don't remember. (laughs) I need to revisit Um, the Back to the Future series. Probably for a future show. Tannen, Mad Dog Tannen. Mad Dog Tannen.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, back in the day, I mean, bad habits were rewarded. And uh, so they, they put a kibosh on that shit. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what we've illustrated here is a good marketing campaign can really push your product forward. Yeah. And um, if your marketing campaign is not successful, it might cause you some problems. Right? You would think. So are there any other ad campaigns that you can think of that we should talk about this first half? We've been talking for about an hour.
3: No. um, I think we...
2: We got a good overview of them. Because... This isn't really what we wanted to talk about.
3: No, it isn't. We, we just started talking about this shit. But you know,
2: well, I thought it would be a good way to introduce the topic, because the topic we have is only going to fill half a show. So, let's take a break here, and get our things in order, and get ready. What of us probably has to pee? We probably both do. Uh, um, no, I said it. I got to. Yeah, me too. I'm to um,
3: say I got to shit. Ah, uh, too late. Yeah, poop? No. Oh. You sounded good, though. I work that prostate.
2: Well... Pooping does not work your prostate. It could. That yeah, might. You um, no, you're not a scientist. <laughs> you're not a doctor.
3: You're not a doctor. I've seen a doctor. It was a guy I met in an alley. He said he wanted to do an exam.
2: Yeah. Well, good luck with that. I had
3: to. And I had to pay him like forty bucks.
2: <laughs> it cost. It cost me six hundred Marlboro miles. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing with the Marlboro miles and Camel Bucks. People were buying them off of other people.
3: Oh yeah, dude.
2: It was it was a lucrative trade, and I remember having envelopes was, and boxes of those shit. People around be the like, house.
3: dude, you you collect your bucks? No, you collect I have your them? miles. No, can I have your miles? Sure. Yeah, but you have to wait till I'm done with this pack.
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna give it to you because you, when you tear them off, the pack was ruined. Yeah. So let's let's uh, we'll take a little break here. Let's get our shit in order, and we're gonna talk about. We're gonna collect our miles. We're gonna go collect our miles. We're gonna talk about the cola wars.
3: Cola Wars.
2: These things were brutal. So we'll be back right after this. And now these messages.
1: Marlborough Country. the land without limits. Sunrise to sunset. Summer to spring. Adventure rolls through Marlboro country. We built a train around the adventure we call Unlimited. The Marlboro Unlimited. 20 state-of-the-art rail cars designed, built, and outfitted exclusively for Marlboro smokers third of a mile of sleek red steel, ready to take on the West. 2,000 winners, 2,000 guests, on board and off the Marlboro Unlimited for five days and nights of non-stop adventure. built the gear like we built the train. As rugged as the country it's named for. As dependable as the people it's made for. 30 new items of gear without limits. Just get the miles and get the gear. Marlboro Unlimited. The train. The trip. The gear. Get on board. This holiday season, dash on down to McDonald's for your own original Indiana Jones videos. Just $5.99 each with the purchase of any large sandwich all day long. Give the kids stocking stuffers that'll really bowl them over. Get an indie video at your McDonald's today for just $5.99 each. The best price ever with the purchase of any large sandwich any time of day. Collect all three. Just stop by McDonald's and ask for today's video. But hurry, because everyone is gonna want one.
0: Burger King presents four bright, colorful Star Wars glasses. Hey, it's Luke Skywalker.
4: And the princess.
0: Gee! Wow! Get your kids a different Star Wars glass each week. Buy a regular serving of Coke for 59 cents plus tax. Get Chewbacca. Ah.
6: Get Darth Vader.
4: R2-D2 and C3PL. What
0: mission? What are you talking about?
4: We
0: can get all four. Star Wars glasses at Burger King until February 2nd. Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back. And Burger King comes through again with our all-new Empire Strikes Back glasses. Collect a different glass for your family each week. Darth Vader, R2-D2 and C-3PO, Lando Calrissian, Luke Skywalker. Buy a regular-sized Coca-Cola at a special price and build your collection. Oh, the empire strikes back glasses only at burger king burger king presents return of the jedi glasses four new glasses from the star wars thrill to the adventures of luke skywalker the ewoks on solo and jabba the Hutt.
5: buy a medium or large coat
0: And a different glass is yours each week for a special price. Collect all four. Return of the Jedi glasses, now appearing only at
1: Burger King. Deep beneath the Gotham City McDonald's, the time has come for the Gotham Glassware Collection. Get all your favorite characters from the movie Batman Forever, including Batman himself and the Riddler chiseled in high-quality glass. Take a break at McDonald's and collect all four. Just 99 cents each when you buy any McDonald's extra value meal or any other food purchase.
4: Here you are,
6: sir. Batman. Now I've got him! Everyone up, everyone in, time for the fun to begin. Come along with me,
7: Lookout Bear, on a brand new adventure! (laughs) Hello, everyone. Michael B. Moynihan here. Zubilee Zoo's resident adventurer, Lookout Bear. I, along with my friends Paul, Hello, Zubaroos! and Billy, Welcome to the show! have teamed up to bring you an informative and entertaining deep dive into the loving world of Zubilee Zoo, one episode at a time. So please, buckle up and join us Four.
6: When you're in Jubilee, Zubilee, Zubilee Zoo, Zubilee
4: Zoo, magic and wonder are waiting for you, so come on with us now and discover the wonder of you, welcome to Zubilee Zoo.
7: That's right. You can listen to the brand new Zoobly Zoo podcast, dropping the 1st and the 15th of every month, wherever you get your podcasts, or at electronicmediacollective.com slash pod.
1: This is the taste. This is the test. Pepsi versus Coke. The Pepsi Challenge. And all across America, more people pick Pepsi. Pepsi. Time after time after time. Pepsi Cola. Oh, what a time.
4: It's gonna be Pepsi now. Green. Yeah. You you need any help? Mm -mm. I I just want you to know I think I think you're the best ever.
1: Yeah, sure.
4: Want my coke? It's okay, you can have it. No, no. Really, you can have it. (sighs) Okay. The way it should be, I'd like to see you. The whole world smiling with me Don't look as life Have a clap and... Thanks, me and Joe.
5: Smile. Be hit the shapers, okay?
1: Remember, no parties.
4: Sure, Dad. <laughs> yes, they're gone, come over. Let's start it, bring out the party. I can't believe they went home. Great. Just great. I'm feeling empty. I'm feeling blue. I know it's over, and I know it's through. Man, now that's the blues. Next time you want to diet a Pepsi Ray, all you gotta do is ask.
5: <laughs>
1: now that's the right one, baby! Ah.
4: <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the
0: world premiere of a great new soft drink. The world premiere of Diet Coke.
4: Introducing Diet Coke. You're gonna drink it just for the taste of it. Introducing Diet Coke This is the one from Coke the cola the yeah. taste with just one calorie yeah. Just for the taste Just of for it. the taste of it Diet Coke Just for the fun of it there's it you and me come on
1: come on come on come on you're the pepsi generation sharing one great taste for life pepsi's got your taste for life what's the matter Wilbur? they changed my coke something wrong with it i don't know but they sure changed it could have asked i could have i stuck with them through three wars and a couple of dust storms but this is too much Guess something big made him change. Right, big.
0: Right, big. Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. Still could have asked.
1: Halloween, pick up tons of Pepsi and Doritos. Extra, extra, read
4: all about it. We're chilling when the weather gets warm, no doubt about it. Ooh. To be cool
6: and be somewhat respectable, pick up Pepsi in these hype receptacles. Ooh. Cool cans are coming, so don't be afraid. And if you get lucky, then you might get paid. Ooh. So yo, stop kicking. Your pace better quicken before they run out or the clock stops ticking. I'm not kidding.
2: Coca-Cola Classic introduces Magic Cans. You can't tell them apart from real cans. But inside, up to
3: $500 cash, trips, or other great prizes instantly. So take a good look. If you see anything other than Coca-Cola Classic in that can, don't drink from it.
4: It's a winner. So take a good look, because there's magic in the ring. Can't beat it, can't beat the
0: real thing. Now, the more Pepsi you drink, the more great
7: stuff you're going to get.
3: Play
4: that again.
7: No fine print came up. I don't care what anybody else says. That is a legit offer.
1: In the 90s, Pepsi was famous for the advertising. It was a cool club to be in.
7: Different world then, different John. This commercial comes on. your jet, 7 million Pepsi coins. I really saw this as an opportunity to change my world. I'm like, I want the jet. My mind couldn't stop racing to try to figure out how to make this happen.
4: We just couldn't drink that much Pepsi.
7: <laughs> I need to buy 1.4 million 12 packs. I knew there was one person that I could potentially get to bite on this.
2: And then he pitched this idea. It's, it's crazy. It's insane
7: six warehouses somewhere in the neighborhood of 45 people it would cost 4.3 million dollars but i'm reading the fine print we found a loophole here we go bring on pepsi
0: hey somebody sent us a check for 700,000 dollars for the harrier jet
1: what why seven million points harrier jet
0: you saw it it's clearly a joke this was a money grab opportunity and then they
1: changed the ad we're just
2: kidding here. A big corporation knows how to game a system. I'd use different language if I weren't on camera.
7: You're on Netflix, so you can use whatever language you
3: want. Fuck them.
7: Pepsi went on the offense.
0: It was in no way an admission that we had done anything wrong. It wasn't admission of guilt. That was about my pay grade.
7: Legal will kill anything. It was something right out of Tom Clancy story. I'm
3: not going to prison over a damn jet.
7: Need to shake things up a little bit plot twists, michael Avenani. you can read all about him just google his name this is when things really started to get crazy
3: they never figured that there ever would be a john leonard
7: what i have to lose
3: you wanted that jet
7: i want the jet
3: johnny wants the jet
2: So, did you have a good break? I did. Did you get something to eat there? Um, oh, I don't remember. No, you, I think you just went to the bathroom. I got water. Oh, yeah, water's important. Water, I'm actually, I'm having a, a delicious uh, white pineapple monster. Nice. These things are good.
3: I never had one of those. Ones. Oh, they're delicious. Let's try that next.
2: Yeah, they're really good.
3: And tomorrow when I go to work.
2: Yeah, you, you always work.
3: I went work Monday through Friday.
2: Well, but it seems like that's, you're always working.
3: I mean, I'm a pretty boring guy.
2: Well, it happens. So, we are going to talk about the cola wars. Work or sleep? Yeah. So, with the cola wars, the cola wars have been a big thing forever.
3: Not to be confused with the Cold War. No, big we talked about forever. that last. We
2: talked about that last week. Did we? Briefly. Oh yeah. Yeah, but the cola wars—it's it's a rivalry between Pepsi and Coca-Cola, and it has to do with the way that they marketed their product. Uh, it seemed like they were always kind of at odds with each other and there's there's kind of a a interesting history of marketing throughout like the 80s and 90s I would say I think the marketing was super cool in the 80s and 90s today it's just lame and it's
3: like a bunch of middle-aged guys are just trying to do stuff like us well yeah but drink a coke yeah or else it'll give you heartburn (laughs) yeah. <laughs> well, that's it, Pepsi's slogan. If you drink it, Coke, you'll get a heartburn. Yeah. Well, Pepsi goes
2: down smoother, which it actually
3: does in my opinion.
2: So they had two different strategies that they used. Coke always kind of focused on wholesomeness and nostalgia. And they were more family-friendly and had <laughs> cuter characters. Where Pepsi would always do a lot of very strategic, targeted ads, namely to younger people, I would say. Um, a- another interesting thing that I saw here that I really didn't, it didn't click with me at first, you know. Pepsi uses the colors of the American flag. So, oh, yeah, red, white, blue. Yeah, so they're, they're drawing on patriotism a lot. Um, but they did something kind of cool. Starting in 1975. They had the Pepsi Challenge. Where they would just... I I remember doing the Pepsi Challenge. Did you ever do the Pepsi Challenge? I did do the Pepsi Challenge. So the Pepsi Challenge... I think we
3: did it in school.
2: Really? I think so. I did it at the county fair. And what they would do, it was a blind taste test. And they would give you a little shot glass of Pepsi, a little shot glass of Coke, and ask you to tell them which one was Pepsi. And when that came down to it, yeah, this thing they would—it was like they would have TV ads. Find the Pepsi Challenge, and it was everywhere. They'd have it at grocery stores. They would have it everywhere, and when it came down to it, they found out that people actually preferred the taste of Pepsi over Coke. Yeah, because Coke is too damn sweet. Coke has an acidic burn to it.
3: It does. Have you seen what it does to a steak if you put it in a bowl for? Like oh yeah, start to hours, cook it. They don't eat it. Yeah, it just eats it away.
2: So what? When they had the Pepsi Challenge, they said, "Well, consumers like the taste of Pepsi over Coke." Have you seen what Coke does to Mentos? Oh yeah, it blows up. Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: We're a Pepsi people.
2: <laughs> when when they when when they when they you know decided that that in this taste test the taste of Pepsi was preferred, Coke retaliated. First off, by creating Diet Coke. Yep. There was not a diet, a decent diet cola drink on the market but before that. They, they had
3: RC or Tab.
2: Well, Tab and. Here's an interesting thing that I that I learned. So, obviously, we know the major players in the cola game are Pepsi and Coke and RC. So, RC is is a, a Keurig, Doctor Pepper company. Yeah. They also have Schweppes Cola. Schweppes. Yes, it's it's RC and Schweppes. Schweppes. I'm Schweppes. Schweppes Cola.
3: Kind of goes with your cereal. Quisps? Quips. Quips. Quisps and streps. It's
2: well it's a very lispy company. Then obviously they have the Diet Pepsi, the Diet Coke, and the Diet Right or Diet R C. Okay. i of Diet Right. The three respective companies. That's the Doctor Pepper company, is Diet Right.
3: So I thought Dr. Pepper is owned by Coke.
2: No, Doctor Pepper's its own thing. Uh, they all have a caffeine free option now. They all have a cherry option now. In the what they call Pepper Style, Coke has Mister Pip. Dr Pepper has Dr Pepper. Mm-hmm. Pepsi didn't have anything.
3: Then it came out with Diet, Di- Diet Pepsi.
2: No, no, no the pep- Pepper Style. Okay. They had something called Dr Slice. I remember that. So that was their their thing, and um, orange sodas they have. Pepsi has Orange Slice. It was a Mandarin Orange Slice. I remember this. It was delicious. Uh, Tropicana Twister, Tango, and Miranda. Coke has Fanta, Minute Maid, Simply Orange, and Royal True. I was a fan of Tango and Cash. Well, because you like Stallone. I do. Dr. Pepper has Crush and Sunkist. Lemon Lime. Team. Do you remember Team? Te- no. Yeah, it was Team with a Lemon Lime soda that Pepsi had. Slice. Which I don't think slice is made anymore. But they They have
3: they have orange slice still. Do they? Yeah. Um maybe grape slice.
2: Pepsi also has Sierra Mist. And in countries outside of the United States, Pepsi owns Seven Up. Oh no shit. In countries inside the United States, which would be the United States, Seven Up Mm -hmm. is owned by Dr. Pepper. Okay. And then of course Coca-Cola has Sprite. Now slice do you remember they have mandarin orange slice they had the doctor slice do you remember the apple slice no <laughs> oh my god that was my favorite and one time i don't know if it's because it had juice in it or i something. do remember
3: apple slices
2: no, no 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 not apple slices apple slice so apple slice i don't know if it had juice in it or what but i'm notorious for i will uh open a can of soda Drink it, set it down, let it sit. might sit for a day. And then I might pick it up and say, oh, I still have some. Drink it. Right? So. Did you ever open a can of whoop-ass? Oh, yeah, many times. I don't let that sit around, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I can remember opening a can of, of apple slice, drinking some of it, letting it sit. And.
3: it'd get warm It'd like, turn into apple slice pie because it'd have chunks in it. It. Kind of turned
2: into a, a cider beer. <laughs> oh,
3: no shit.
2: Yeah. I, I start to format. I, I, it start, What'd you What would you say? Formet. Ferment. 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 <laughs> Ferment. Tomato, potato. Gerardo, Geraldo. Geraldo.
3: Geraldo. Geraldo Rivera.
2: So I picked it up after a day or two of sitting around because I, I don't give a shit. It's flat, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I took a drink and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was a like a young kid, you know, probably ten, yeah. and I'm like, "What is that flavor?" I don't remember if it got me drunk, but I remember it tasting very distinctly. That's probably why it's not around anymore. Ciderish, and I'm like, oh, "That's interesting." Um, but I loved apple slice. I loved all those those weird slice flavors. Uh, so then we have citrus. Of course, Pepsi has Mountain Dew, Coke has Mellow Yellow, Surge, and Vault, and Dr Pepper has Sun Drop. In the Who owns o- Sundrop? Dr. Pepper owns Sundrop.
3: Oh, shit. They had some of the best commercials.
2: Yeah. Sundrop is a very underrated soda. Yeah. And a lot of times it's 99 cents.
3: Uh, yeah. Um, I, know they got, I think also Coke owned
2: Surge. Coke owned Surge. I love Surge. Oh, my God, They're I love bringing Surge. They
3: it back again. I thought they got rid of it for a while. It came back.
2: I, I got actually a tall boy of Surge uh, at like a Dollar Tree or something. Oh, no, shit. Yeah.
3: Well, they, they they brought it back, what, last year, two years ago? Uh-huh. And then I think it's gone again. I think. And then... You can always
2: find shit at the Dollar Tree,
3: though. Yeah, there's, but there's another campaign to bring it back.
2: It, you know, it wasn't bad. Um, of course, grapefruits. Citrus Blast is Pepsi's. Fresca is Coke's. And Squirt is Dr. Pepper. So I love Squirt. That's <laughs> a great flavor.
3: Yeah, I do like Squirt.
2: They have their ginger ales. I've never heard of patio ginger ale, but that's Pepsi's ginger ale. Ginger ale's ginger ale. Uh, Seagram's... No, there's a difference. Is there? Oh, yeah.
3: I thought ginger ale was ginger ale. You just drink that shit and it makes your stomach
2: feel better. Well, yeah. Seagram's ginger ale is Coke. Canada Dry and Schweppes is the Dr. Pepper variant. And Canada Dry is by far the superior ginger ale. Yes,
3: because... Isn't it made in Canada? Isn't Canadian... Isn't
2: ginger ale Canadian? Uh, sure. I mean... I don't know. <laughs> it, sounds,
3: it sounds right.
2: They they make it in Canada in a very in a very dry location. <laughs> Clean up that water. We got to make the ginger ale.
3: They make it in a cave.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they like take they take a one of those those squeegees and like push all the water out of the cave. Like okay, we're good. Get a couple fans on this. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they close them up. They leave them in there for months at a time. Yeah. They come they come out when they have a when they have like a fucking truckload.
2: Yeah. Are you done? It's it's made by Canadian elves in a in a, in a sealed a sealed dry cave.
3: Canadian wood elves. <laughs> it's
2: the it's the ginger elves. That's
3: <laughs> that's what it's actually called. Yeah. But they, they tend had to change the name to keep people from being suspicious. Now it's ginger ale.
2: Yeah, ginger ale, not elf. Yeah. Um and this I didn't realize well, just this. It's called ginger beer. Well, that's something different. That's if you let it open it up and let it sit out for a few days. It turns into juice. That's beer. only apple. That's only your apple, apple, slice.
3: apple slice.
2: Root beer. They have mug root beer, which is okay. Barks root beer. I think Barks is, is the best one. Well, p- mug or, is know, Pepsi's. W is
3: my favorite.
2: Well, mug is Pepsi's root beer. Barks is Coke root beer, and A and W and Hires and Stewarts belong to Dr Pepper. No shit. Cream. Dr Pepper's killing it in the root beer business. What they are. Cream soda, there's a mug cream soda that I've never heard of. Barks has a red cream soda, and that's Coke's. And A&W and Stewart's Cream Soda is Pepsi's. The best cream soda on the market, though, Big Red. Yeah. It's like a bubblegum cream soda. Oh, my God, it's so good. And, you know, then they have their iced teas and their sports drinks and their energy drinks and their waters. They all have... Coke owns Gatorade. uh, Yeah, Coke owns uh, Gatorade. No, Coke owns Powerade. Powerade. Pepsi on Catering yep, that's
3: right. And
2: Propel, yeah. uh Powerade and Aquarius and Vitamin Water is Coke, and All Sport is Dr Pepper. Oh shit. As far as energy drinks, Imp, Rockstar, Sting and Mountain Dew Kickstart, obviously Pepsi. Coca-Cola Energy, Full Throttle, uh, NOS, NOS, Relentless Burn and Monster is Coke, and Venom and Adrenaline Shock is the Dr Pepper v- variety.
3: I used to drink NAS just because yeah. I like the bottles. Yeah, they were cool. And it, bottles. it tasted like orange flavored Coke. Yeah, and yeah, had—I mean, it took a—it took everything you had to drink it because it was just so
2: sweet. Well, and now they have all different flavors of Coke and Pepsi and all that.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, which is interesting because you know, like one would go lime, the other one would go lime. One oh, would go like neck vanilla, while the other one would go vanilla, and that would be like, oh, we're gonna make Dr Pepper cherry vanilla. Dr. Pepper, I think, though, kind of got pushed to the side in the Cola Wars, and it was just Pepsi and Coke. So, it was because Dr. Pepper was its own conglomerate. Well, and it's it's not a cola. They don't... RC has been around forever, and they just kind of sail under the radar. Yeah. They're just a, they're just a good, cheap cola drink, you know?
3: They're like the Kmart.
2: Yeah. Of Coke. So when they started doing their advertising... Their advertising, Coke went with wholesomeness and nostalgia, like we said. Yeah. And Pepsi went towards the newer generation. The Pepsi generation. The Pepsi generation. So when they started getting their spokespeople, I'm going to list Coke's first. Because... Santa? The Bears? Santa's number one. Santa Claus is number one.
3: He's the reason... They're the reason he's red.
2: Yeah, they they put him in a red suit. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... So, Coke spokespeople. These are the top twenty: Santa Claus, mm-hmm. Selena, okay, Bill Gates, the polar bears, which Bill, everybody knows.
3: Bill Gates was a spokesman for Coke.
2: Yes. Oh my
3: God! They not, said it
2: was probably because he needed the money.
3: It's not, nothing says come drink a Coke like a rich nerd. <laughs>
2: So, the Polar Bears, which is what Coke has built their campaign off of every winter season for yeah, how long?
3: For the last decade, at least. Michael
2: Jordan. Christina Aguilera.
3: I'd drink Coke if she was drinking one. Joe Green. Mean Joe Green? Mean Joe Green. Is that where he took off his jersey and his jockstrap it through that kid for a Coke?
2: Uh, Yeah. I think so.
3: Stripped down naked to get a bottle
2: to of get Coke. To get a bottle of Coke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Courtney Cox... Kobe Bryant. I
3: thought you said Courtney Love for a second. No,
2: <laughs> no, she
3: she heard, she heard coke, and she showed up and turned out to yeah.
2: oh. was uh, <laughs> I got really disappointed. <laughs> she was very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. That's probably why she killed Kirk Cobain. He yeah. <laughs> probably sent her down there. It's like. Yeah, here, here I got you a, a deal endorsing Coke. Hell yeah, I was born for this. <laughs> I've
3: been I've been building this up my entire. I've been waiting my whole life. They're gonna
2: sponsor your tour. There's gonna be there's gonna be unlimited Coke backstage at every whole concert. Like yes. And she got down there and she pissed off, so she went and awesome. offed him. Uh, the Temptations were were Coke people. Penelope Cruz, Aretha Franklin, New Kids on the Block. Paula Abdul.
3: She was a coke person.
2: Uh, This probably wasn't the greatest idea looking back on it. Bill Cosby. (laughs) Uh, David Arquette. Max Headroom, of course we know. Michelle Kwan, 50 Cent, and nothing says, I want to drink what that guy's drinking more than Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison. I want to be cool like Roy Orbison and drink Coke. Well, this is probably, what, the 60s? Still. <laughs> why? He was a
3: cool guy back then. No, he wasn't. Roy. He was cool enough for the Fonz to get a tattoo of him on his ass.
2: Well, yeah, that's true. That was in Waterboy. So, let's compare that to some, just some folks that Pepsi might have had. Cindy Crawford. They had Cindy Crawford. They had Ray Charles, which Ray Charles is always cool. Yeah. He was a Diet Coke guy, or a Diet Pepsi guy. The, That's right. The Spice Girls, Britney Spears, Jennifer Lopez, Christina Aguilera. They had some...
3: Wait, Christina Aguilera was did Coke and Pepsi? No, she just
2: did Pepsi. Did I say... You said Christina Aguilera and mm. Coke. Well, yeah, she did both. Oh. She did both. Um, but they also had some people that they had some trouble with. Uh, endorsing Pepsi. So, in '87, David Bowie and Tina Turner, they did a joint uh, commercial and campaign. Mm-hmm. They reworked David Bowie's song "Modern Love," and Pepsi was supposed to sponsor the Glass Spider tour. But Bowie got in a little trouble. Some uh, found some coke on him. Well, no, I'm sure he had coke on him at all times. No, a little. Uh, uh, sexual misconduct issues so pepsi was like yeah we don't need that so then they decided a couple years later hey i know let's get madonna (laughs) so they played the the like a prayer video yeah and that thing is it it pissed off the catholics so that's a good song though it's a great song but the video was very controversial with burning of religious effigies and religious symbols and, and stuff,
3: crying black Jesus. Yeah,
2: they really got pissed off about it, and I mean, it's a music video, but people got pissed about and her in lingerie in a church. They got really pissed. I about didn't it. see any problem with that video. No, so even when I was eleven years old. <laughs> so they had a they had a few little issues there, but the, one of the biggest celebrity endorsements that Pepsi ever landed was Michael Jackson and his brothers. It started out I thought the biggest promo biggest one they got would have been Alfonso. Well, that was part of it. That was part of this. And that's why I named that that goat Alfonso that we had because after Oh Alfonso yeah, that's Roberto. Right. Yeah. Um, it started out it was a big deal that Michael Jackson and his brothers reunited to do the Jacksons tour.
3: Yeah, so the Jackson 5 reunion tour?
2: Yeah, but they had, like, two more brothers by that point that weren't in the Jackson 5. Oh. We had one or two.
3: When did when did Papa Jackson have time to have all these kids if he was on tour with the other ones?
2: I don't know. But he did. Um, so, the, the ads would start out, you know, the... The Jackson brothers going in and getting themselves a Pepsi and walking down the street singing and dancing their way down the street. And then they would show a group of kids that were all dressed similar to what the Jackson brothers were with a young man doing all of Michael Jackson's dance moves. That was Alfonso Roberto. Yep. That was before he learned the Carlton. That was before he was, was on Silver Spoons. Yes, it was. So those were huge. Well, then they sponsored the Jacksons tour. Pepsi did. And they wanted to make videos showing the Jacksons tour. So they had this huge Super Bowl commercial that they I remember that, that they filmed. Time. They had two of them. One was just them on stage playing. Yep. But the one that introduced it all it was, you know, ladies and gentlemen introducing the Jacksons and they're going up and the music started and Michael Jackson came down a staircase and he was singing and this jingle that they had written for pepsi
3: okay you know we're the whole
2: new generation Yada yada. why does he came down pyro went off it caught his hair on fire oh shit and it just it it was bad you know it was it was poor communication poor timing he you know they went off before he was safe they say that that uh he had third degree burns over his face and his scalp that's what started his plastic surgery He hadn't had a ton of plastic surgery before that. I
3: think he did his nose.
2: And that's what started him doing constant plastic surgery. Uh long Pepsi paid for that? I don't know. But they say that that was kind of a a misstep. You know, they, you know, it's kind of bad pub. I can remember being devastated by this news. um, Because I was a big Michael Jackson fan at, at, you know, in 84. Yeah. Uh Still am. I still enjoy his music. But I was a huge fan back then. And I can remember seeing the the news clips and the pictures in the magazines of him. And in order to assure his fans he was okay, even though he wasn't, they had him. They had wrapped him in, like, the, the medical blankets and stuff. And he said he wanted some of his face out and his gloved hand. So that as he went by, he could wave at the people that Oh, were. yeah. So... I remember. I can just remember seeing the the pictures of him all wrapped up with that diamond studded glove sticking out. So, you would think that that might be the end for Michael Jackson wanting to partner with Pepsi. You know, after they spent five million dollars and he got, you know, he severely burned him. Got severely burned and all that. Uh, but it wasn't. Well, he had the mind of a child. Well, yeah, and and I'm sure that he. You know, decided, hey, there's money to be made, and I want to get back out there and show them I'm not scared. Yeah. So, in uh, what was it
3: when he did the bad album?
2: Well, no, in, in yeah, bad. So that'd be about eighty or uh, yeah, eighty eight. Mm-hmm. They had a four part campaign where Michael Jackson was being chased down the street by paparazzi and fans, and. There would be all kinds of Pepsi references and all that.
3: Oh, this is like when he did the Leave Me Alone video. <laughs> uh,
2: possibly. No, that was later. That was later. Um, that was what? on Dangerous, I believe. Was it? Yeah. So, this also coincided with Michael Jackson's movie, Moonwalker. Oh, yeah. And it had... I've lo- seen that. So, it was, it was a Michael Jackson commercial. It was a lot of Pepsi references, a lot of Moonwalker references... They used the soundtrack, they used B.A.D. for the soundtrack, but they changed the lyrics to Reflect Pepsi. Yeah. I believe they also sponsored the B.A.D. tour. Well, then, back in 91, here they are again, when Dangerous came out. And they made a short music video. It was one of the most elaborate Pepsi commercials ever filmed. And it featured songs from Dangerous. Nice. Then, in 93, they started using stock footage of the Jackson family. And Michael Jackson, here's young Michael Jackson singing the song I'll Be There. And he performs a duet with his young... I love that song. I I love old Michael Jackson, Jackson 5. Um... But he performs a duet with himself, his younger self.
3: Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, that's cool. And
2: that was the last Pepsi commercial that he was in. Well, it's not the the only really promotion they did. During, I believe it was during the Jackson tour and all of that, they did a promotion, and I can remember this, where they hid one of his gloves in a can of Pepsi.
3: Yeah, I remember this.
2: And they would be, the the cans were constructed so they'd be the same weight and everything as a normal can of Pepsi. But when you opened it up, it would be a winner, and his glove, you would win a glove. To my knowledge, I do not remember anyone ever winning that.
3: No, it's one of those things where they, they, they pull out these these contests to get people to buy more shit, and, but nobody actually wins.
2: If you go on eBay, there are unopened Michael Jackson cans for sale, though. What if it was never found? What if it's still out there? Could you imagine finding that thing? I mean, if
3: the can is only like five bucks, then yeah, I'd buy it. They're expensive. But if it's like four, five hundred dollars. Yeah, they're
2: expensive. Then
3: no, I'm not going to buy a dried up, empty can of Pepsi. Right. Because, you know, people don't know this. If I mean, if you don't keep pop around for years, the 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 pop evaporates.
2: What if, What if, though...
3: Because I had some Star Wars Mountain Dew cans like that. hmm And I never opened
2: them, and I'm like... They, they're empty. Yeah. They're sealed and empty. What if the liquid they put in there didn't evaporate, and you had, like, a 40-year-old can with liquid in it that might have Michael Jackson's... Well, if
3: I grabbed it. a 40-year-old can and I still shook it, then, yeah, I'm going to open that motherfucker.
2: <laughs> Just to see what's up.
3: Yeah. Something ain't right here.
2: But I, I can remember that they did that... Um, So, when you look at the two, you know, you've got Polar Bears, Michael Jackson. Who's going to look cooler? Michael Jackson. Well, what what Coke did, this was in the summer of 1990. They're going for their original
3: (coughs) fan base. The old people now. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me.
2: Well, first what they did they decided after the Pepsi Challenge and after, you know, uh, what what's, uh, Michael Jackson joined up with them and all that, they decided they needed to do something different. They needed to get those young people. Yeah. So they decided they were going to make a new formula. New Coke.
3: New Coke, which was a brilliant idea.
2: It launched in 85. And... They were going to discontinue the original Coke and make this newer, sweeter Coke. People went fucking ape shit. There was, I mean, they had had
3: protests, they had death
2: threats. Yeah, Uh, people were stockpiling original Coke. Uh, It got so bad that they had to say, "Okay, we will produce both. We'll make both." So you had to make sure. Did you get the original Coke or did you get New Coke? You know,
3: well, they changed the name to the original of
2: the original Coke to Coca Cola Classic. Coca Cola Classic, so and that's what it still is to this day. And New Coke, it made a comeback, but it wasn't the same. No, they also got their cool spokesperson Max Headroom. Oh yeah, for for New Coke because it was the choice of a new generation. That's Pepsi. That's that was Pepsi. It was, uh, it. But they had you know Max Headroom was. Catch a wave, they were, catch yeah, a wave, they were, Coke.
3: Yeah, I can't remember what he, actually what he said, but I mean, yeah, they were trying to get that '80s, those '80s kids.
2: Yeah, and they, they really, they they really did a lot to try to edge in on that class, you know, that that the, the new the new market. Yep. That Pepsi had a stranglehold on. People didn't want new Coke; they liked their classic, and so they. That was new Coke was kind of a flop. Mm hmm. Completely. Well, when the 90s came about, so summer of 90, they decided they're going to have a, a different promotion for Coke. And they had the $100 million Magic Summer. Coke had cans that would have a prize or a gift certificate inside instead of soda. These prizes were spring loaded to pop out. Once the can was open, it might be money, $1 to $500. It might be a coupon, redeemable for trips or merchandise. Uh, The total giveaway was $4 million. They wanted to put 750,000 Magic cans in the $200 million of Coca-Cola Classic cans in circulation. And they made them feel normal. They said that that way people couldn't find... The price cans. Yep. Uh, what the <laughs> what the stuff was? They filled it with a mixture of chlorinated water and a foul-smelling substance to discourage drinking it. So you <laughs> you open a can, a dollar bill, and some shitty-smelling water. <laughs> That's what you got. Um, <laughs> they to to promote this, they sent out magic cans containing money to journalists. They mailed cash to the reporters so they would say, we opened it and look what we got. They found that to be kind of questionable marketing. Well, they (laughs) they wanted to continue the promotion, but they found that the cans just weren't doing it. So they sponsored New Kids on the Block's Magic Summer Tour, and they had Magic Cups. Oh, my God. So it went into the fast food for fountain drinks, and yep. it had a peel-off label. They found that that was much better. These magic cans would malfunction. They would jam. Uh, sometimes the chlorinated water would get into where you could actually could drink it. Um, they said... Yeah, they're, they're sloshing around in a fucking truck. Yeah. They said that there was a, a boy, an 11-year-old boy in Massachusetts that actually drank it. Ugh. Um, They said it wasn't harmful because it had lower concentration of chlorine than a swimming pool.
3: It tasted like pool water doused in
2: pee. (laughs) Well, a foul-smelling substance. That's what the foul smell was. It was just old pee. So they had to start putting on their ads, take a good look. You could have a magic can. Because people, you know, if money didn't pop out, they'd try to drink it. Um, But they were concerned about it. So, yeah, that's what they were like, meh. And then some people complained because they got soggy money. Money popped out and it was wet. Fucking Be- who
3: cares? Money'll dry.
2: Because the seal was bad. But it would smell bad too.
3: Oh my god. I mean you could wash your
2: money. It's called laundering. Yeah, you could do that.
3: <laughs> Just you know, launder your Coke
2: money. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> We yeah, yes, please do.
3: Launder that Coke money.
2: Please do. <laughs> well it's so what Pepsi did to counteract this uh, this magic hand thing? They came out with something called Cool Cans. Cool Cans. Cool Cans. They were just cans with interesting, newer designs on them. That uh, was it, sunglasses and right.
3: like surfboards and
2: shit. Yeah, the one was one was a neon uh, thing. You yeah, like neon tubes? Yeah. They had sunglasses with like a beach scene, but it was like really cartoony and like the Saved by the Bell yeah. graphics. I remember these. That's cans. what it looked I mean, like. you
3: started talking about it earlier. Uh, they
2: had a surfer one.
3: This and, was Coke, right? Yeah, uh, Pepsi.
2: Pepsi. And I think they had a one with a dog or something.
3: I think dog had sunglasses on.
2: Yeah. So Young MC was the the spokesperson for this. And he had a fun little little rhyme that he would sing about the cool cans. Now I remember I would drink the, the Pepsi and I would save the empty cans because they were pretty cool, you know. And I'm sure they're worth, you know, probably a couple bucks now. Oh here they are. They they did have a giveaway associated with it. Oh yeah. I remember this. This is like my favorite
3: one, dude. Everyone has to have this one.
2: Yes. That's the neon tube one. Okay. So here's the hidden message. Keep that, keep that picture up real quick. I got it. Okay. Here's the hidden, the hidden message controversy with, with the Pepsi cool cans. Some people claimed that if you stacked one can on top of the other and twisted them to where the logos were opposite, that the cans, the, the neon tubes would, would line up to say sex.
3: Or special effects.
2: Yes, but that's
3: an F, not an E.
2: They everybody <laughs> said that it was sex. sex, and sex sells. Parents complained, and Pepsi said, "I guess if you look at their 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 argument was, I guess if you look hard enough at clouds in the sky, you could see various images and messages that other people just don't see." Pretty much. Another uh, spokesperson from Pepsi said that it was pure coincidence. But because of these complaints, Pepsi had to stop distributing cans. No shit. But the cool cans, uh, promotion, actually increased Pepsi sales by twenty percent. So, oh, yeah, these are actually really cool.
3: They oh, all oh, they had one with Santa Claus on it, the surfer.
2: Yes. Yeah, you they can, were.
3: You can buy these on eBay.
2: And they were actually uh, the first time that they had changed that logo in like many years. Yeah. So those are just some promotions. And a lot of times, you know, when we had cans and actually glass bottles or the, you remember the little squatty bottles with like the, the foam label on them? Oh, yeah. Okay, they would put, they would print on the caps of those. They would print like you won a free soda or, you know, you won something. They would do things like that. Under the cap. Or you would have to look after your can was empty, look in the can and they would print it on the bottom of the can. Yep. But...
3: And then you'd have to take that to the gas station and hopefully they they would take it.
2: Yeah, right. Some of them wouldn't.
3: Like, I ain't taking that. Get that old can out of here. Pepsi... In in
2: 2019, Pepsi kind of really stuck it to Coke. Because, uh, the Super Bowl was being played <laughs> in Atlanta that year. Uh, that'd be Super Bowl L-I-I-I.
3: I think that's, um... Yep. Seven.
2: It is. Um, it's Super bowl Um Pepsi had always been a big sponsor of the Super Bowl. Well, when it was being played in Atlanta... That's where Coca-Cola has its head offices. Oh, yeah. And Pepsi stuck with it. And they made slogans like, Pepsi in Atlanta, how refreshing. Or, hey, Atlanta, thanks for hosting. We'll bring the drinks. Or look who's in town for the Super Bowl. And basically it was putting Pepsi's logo right in Coke's face, right in oh, their hometown. Dude, that's funny. So as kind of retaliation, Coke sponsored <laughs> the National Anthem. Oh no shit. Coke aired a commercial right before the National Anthem. And it said, a Coke is a Coke. Just basically, you know, saying, hey, Coke, you know, you know Coke's, Coke's okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Coke's a Coke. Coke's a Coke. Pepsi's, their their ad campaign, which I don't get this because I don't remember it, was, is Pepsi okay? Why would you say, is it okay?
3: Yeah, I, I don't like that slogan.
2: Yeah, but that's, that, you know, that's kind of their thing. But the main thing in this,
3: Pepsi's just okay.
2: This kind of screwed Pepsi, in a way. And who who won the the cola wars?
3: Um, I think Coke actually did.
2: This might be the reason, and this is the whole reason we're doing this show. Let me see here. Who
3: won? I thought it, I thought I read it said it. And it was Coke that overall won the cola wars, but let me double check.
2: Yeah. So, I. This is the whole reason we wanted to do this show. In
3: 1996, Pepsi had officially lost the Cold War. In October of 96, the cover of Fortune read How Coke is Kicking Pepsi's Can as Pepsi profits trailed Coca-Cola by 47%.
2: Oh, wow, that's big. Yeah,
3: the magazine declared the brand had officially lost the war.
2: Well, this is part of the downfall right here, I, I guarantee. We watched the documentary a couple weeks ago. Yep. And it was about basically about Pepsi Stuff. So what Pepsi Stuff was, it was a a loyalty program, much like Marlboro Miles and and Camel Cash, where you could get hats, denim jackets, T-shirts, leather jackets, backpacks, even mountain bikes, by saving Pepsi points. And you go to the Pepsi Stuff catalog, and you could turn them in for, you know, these prizes. Well... It was a good idea.
3: One jackass decided to save his all yeah. his points and buy three warehouses.
2: Well, yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had... Uh, they had a little bit of a, of a problem. <laughs> they... Uh, in the commercial... The commercial, they portrayed a... a a cool kid that was redeeming his Pepsi points. So he's decked out in the denim jacket,
3: the sunglasses, the
2: sunglasses, all that. But he flies to school in a Harrier jet. Yeah. And at the bottom of the uh, screen, it says Harrier jet, 7 million Pepsi points. That was all they put there.
3: Yeah, and this kid took it as a personal insult.
2: This kid took it as a challenge. <laughs> and if you watch the documentary, Pepsi, Where's My Jet? It's on Netflix right now. It, it, it details this whole thing, but we're gonna, still going to talk about it because it's a pretty, pretty damn good documentary. So Pepsi claims that the $32 million jet was a joke. However, they did not put that that disclaimer in the advertising.
3: Not right away.
2: No. So this kid decided he was going to dig into it. And I think he was like college age maybe. Yeah. So he decided he was going to dig into it and see what he would have to do. So he started buying Pepsi like crazy to get these points. And they figured out that. Something like you'd have to drink one hundred and ninety cans of Pepsi a day for a hundred years to get all the points needed to get this jet. So he kind of lost hope until and he actually had a financial backer that was going to help him buy.
3: Yeah, his a, independently rich, wealthy friend. Yeah, just some older guy that was like his best friend that they had
2: been they'd like gone hiking and stuff yeah. together, mountain climbing. Um, he was going to help him finance buying enough. Pepsi and the warehouses and all that and hire people to open the packages and save the, the miles or the, the whatever the Pepsi points. Well, then that they decided wasn't going to work. So he was kind of, you know, he was kind of dismayed by this. The kid was, and he picked up a Pepsi stuff catalog and started flipping through it. And in the back, he noticed for 10 cents a point, you could buy the remaining Pepsi points. Mm-hmm. As long as you had fifteen points to redeem, you could buy the rest. He figured out how much would it cost. Oh, was it like three hundred thousand he needed? Yeah, yeah. And so he figured out how much. You know, it was way more than it was way more than that. But it ended up being like he could buy enough.
3: Well, that's what he needed for cash because he needed, cash wise, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but he figured out how much you would need to to complete with what he already had. And the guy wrote him a check for like $700 million, or yeah. $700,000. It was $700,000 that he wrote this check for. And the kid then flew to the ad, wherever the address was he had to mail it to. He flew there, handed it to the guy at the post office, and said, make sure this gets in Pepsi's... This P.O. box. This P.O. box. Well, Pepsi's head office was not there. No. It's just where you were sending shit. It was their redemption center. Pepsi said, fuck you, it was a joke. They sent. Well, they well, they didn't say fuck you. They said, you know, haha, that was a joke. Thanks for playing along. Here's your. They
3: gave s- them two coupons for free two or for two free cases. Two free cases. Yeah.
2: And it was like it was a joke. Here's two free cases and your seven hundred thousand dollar check back. Well, that pissed the kid off. That pissed the rich guy off. That they basically said, yeah, you know, our 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 bad, our joke. Yeah. Um. Here's basically, here's 20 bucks, you know, and so the kid and this, this wealthy guy basically went on a campaign to get that damn jet. So they figured out, can we legally own a Harrier jet? I think they found out they can. They could, as long as it didn't have the missiles and guns on it, they could. They looked at the jet that was used in the commercial, did not have the missiles and guns on it. So they could own that very jet that was in the commercial. So they went as far as calling the Pentagon <laughs> to ask. Yeah, they
3: they did their research. I mean,
2: then they hired a gaggle of good attorneys, decent attorneys. Well, de- well, they
3: ended up hiring the guy that like so, that uh, represented Trump.
2: Other way, represented Stormy Daniels. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh so.
3: But that's where he got to start because he was just a paralegal. Well,
2: but that, but he, when he represented her, it was years later. Yeah. So yeah, it was the, this this Pepsi thing is kind of he was known for being a very aggressive lawyer. Um So it it turned out to be a huge, huge mess where they started adding the disclaimer, mm-hmm. and then they added more disclaimers. This is a joke. More disclaimers. This is truly. This is just a joke. The thing is, the disclaimers aired previously in every country except the United States. Mm-hmm. The Canadian commercials had the disclaimer on it. You know, the, the jet wasn't actually a, a, a prize, and all that. This this went on for years, and come to find out, Pepsi had been in another little issue like this, and that was where there was in uh, the Philippines. Yeah, that's right, where they. Uh, they had a campaign for one million pesos and they had misprinted the labels which is
3: like 50 bucks
2: no it was a lot more than I that yeah it was a lot more there. than that but they had they had misprinted the labels and or the, the the bottle caps is what it was yeah and like basically the whole country won yeah <laughs> they, they had like thousands of people that won and so, people were trying to get their million pesos, and Pepsi was like, this is a mistake, we're not paying it.
3: And this is like people who had nothing.
2: Yeah, they, they had absolutely nothing. And they here they think they just won a fortune. And there were riots, there were death threats, there were uh, fires. Somebody set... set. They, had, of,
3: like they tried, tried to set the distribution center on fire. Yep.
2: Um... So all this controversy going on, they found this was an older case. And they're so they're saying, Oh, this is the first time Pepsi's done yeah. this. But the way Pepsi solved that is they gave people basically the equivalent of twenty bucks yeah. each. And said, Here, this is your share of the prize money. Let's go away. So they basically got these people's hopes up and gave them the equivalent of about twenty bucks each.
3: So they can get more Cases of Pepsi. Yeah,
2: and that's basically what they did to this other kid uh-huh. too. Here, here's twenty bucks. Go get two more cases of Pepsi. Thanks for playing. Now, I, I mean, I enjoyed the documentary. They even had Cindy Crawford in the documentary.
3: Yeah. Anybody who worked for Pepsi at the time, they, yeah, they, they, they were trying to get on there,
2: and there were a few that that wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, uh, show up. Yeah. But for the most part, everybody played along and. Really, I think represented themselves well. I could see arguments on both sides. They did the Pepsi challenge there too. They did, and most of the Pepsi people pick Coke. Yeah, they're like, "This one is Pepsi," and they pick it up. It's like, "Nope, it's Coke." They're like, well, shit, don't tell anybody." Yeah, don't tell Pepsi. (laughs) Don't tell tell Pepsi. Pepsi. But I mean, what did what did you? You're the one that watched the documentary before I did. What did you?
3: I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I was hoping that fuck did this guy actually get this jet.
2: Because they actually had him working on a jet. Yeah. In in the documentary, they're like cleaning a jet. So I don't know if they got it or not. No, he
3: ended up not getting it through Pepsi. Oh. Basically, he he tried to sue Pepsi. Pepsi countersued him.
2: And then they made it look like he, he was after money. And it's like, we're not after money. Because they, yeah. they offered him almost a, up to a million dollars. Yeah. And, and he said, I don't want the money. He I said, I don't the want jet. the money. I want now the jet.
3: Now it's about principle.
2: So when Pepsi started... Claiming, well, he's only in it for the money. Well, no, this is proof. You offered him a million bucks.
3: Because I think they even went as far as to look and see how much a jet was. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're not buying this.
2: Yeah, we can't, we cannot buy this. But yeah, he obviously they were in it for the principle, not the money. No. Because you would think a college age kid, if they threw a million dollars in front of him, he'd say, hell yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. You, I mean, this
3: know. kid now, I mean, this kid, he, he's not a kid anymore. He's like in his late forties. But he's you know he's not broke by any
2: means. No. He's done
3: pretty well for himself. But when he was that when he was younger he just wanted he wanted that jacket.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, the, the the cool prize was a denim jacket. Fuck that, I want a hairier. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's it's a point where Pepsi kinda they kinda stuck the foot in their mouth and kinda got a black eye over it. Yeah. And
3: But you know what, I think Pepsi's made up I me personally I think Pepsi's probably Made a bigger comeback. Oh yeah, because I mean, Mountain Dew was back. Mountain Dew was around then, but it wasn't pushed like it is today. Mm-hmm. Even like in the early two thousands.
2: Uh, but I think Mountain Dew just dominates. I do too. I think as far as, as the other sodas, yeah, Mountain Dew probably does dominate. This I think the war though was specifically the Coke flavor of Coke cola, Pe- yeah. yeah, Coke and Pepsi. And honestly, they say it's over in Coke One. They're still, they still compete. They still will use each other's products in the commercials and shit talk the other one's product. Yeah. Um,
3: I mean, they even had Pepsi and Wayne's World.
2: Yeah, product Pepsi, placement. Pep, and, yeah, yeah,
3: Pepsi and Doritos and Wayne's
2: World. So it's you know you can say, oh, the cola wars, Coke one They're still going on. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's not as corporate rivalry that will go on until yeah. one of them goes out of business. It's and, not as
3: it's not as publicized as it was back then. No, but,
2: but I think, um, honestly, Pepsi probably hated to see this documentary come out.
3: Oh, guarantee it.
2: Because many people either forgot about it or didn't know about it. I personally didn't know know about it. Yeah, I didn't even know about it. And then it was, I came over here one day and you guys were just finishing up watching it and it was like, what the hell is this? we watched it like shit. We need to do a show about this. So I rewatched it yesterday and it's a four part series. So it's gonna take you about what four hours about to watch. Four hours, yeah. Um, but fantastic, I thought. Fantastic uh, documentary.
3: Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I mean, the guys, the guys who did it behind the guys behind the camera, they researched the the shit out of what they needed to find. Oh yeah, and, definitely, definitely. And they talked to the right people.
2: Yeah. So, uh, shit. Anything else you want to talk? We we kind of wrapped up what we wanted to talk about. Anything else you you want to bring up? I'm i a, I'm a Mountain Dew guy myself. All right, I've kind of cut soda out of my. I drink uh,
3: I drink it every once in a while, my but if I, if I had to make my choice, it would be Mountain Dew.
2: I I like Mountain Dew when it comes to Coke or Pepsi. It really depends on my mood. If I sometimes I'm in the mood for that bite of a Coke because it has that kind of strong, almost acidic bite to it. Yeah, and Pepsi is sweeter and a little smoother.
3: I like I like I think I don't know, I like Cherry Pepsi probably more than. Uh, cherry Coke. Yeah. I think it's just... It, I think it tastes better. It does. It's it's,
2: it's this wild cherry. Yeah, no, it's right. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. It's
3: wild. Wild cherry. Wild cherry. But, I mean... I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. No.
2: So, yeah. I mean... We just went through a few kind of cool some failed ad ad campaigns that we remembered from the, the 80s, but the Cola Wars, They, I mean, if if you were aware of what was going on, they were pretty serious, man. If you,
3: yeah, if you were a kid or a teenager in the 80s and early 90s, you
2: knew about this whole... The thing is, you might not have known that it was a Cola War, but you remember the, the ad campaign. And, and it probably before. makes sense now, you know, if, if you didn't know before. It makes sense now. Yeah. So we're educational. See,
3: we're we're gonna get that grant.
2: We better get that grant. So, anything else you want to talk about? No,
3: we covered everything we
2: wanted to talk about and more. What are we doing next week? Next week is our uh, Christmas extravaganza. Oh, that's right. We're gonna we're 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 not gonna tell you what we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about or necessarily watch, but you're invited to watch it along with us. Yes, you are. So, uh, it should be fun. Oh, it's gonna be a blast. We'll have a good time. So, that's all we have for this week, though. So, for the Retro to Pop Culture Power, I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. We'll see you next week. Say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. Why don't you grab a Pepsi? Why don't you kiss my ass?
3: And <laughs> get yourself a Pepsi there, buddy.
2: I just wanted a Pepsi. All I wanted was a Pepsi! Do you think Mike Barber got his Pepsi? I don't think he did. That sucks. Well, maybe we should play that. Yeah. Here's some Suicidal Tendencies, fuck yeah.
6: Sometimes I try to do things, and it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. And I get real frustrated. And like, I try hard to do it, and I take my time, but it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. It's like I concentrate on real hard. And everything I do and everything I try, if it turns out, it's like, I need time to figure these things out. There's always someone there going, hey Mike, you know, we've been noticing you've been having a lot of problems lately, you know? Maybe get away. And like, maybe you should talk about it, you'll feel a lot better. I go, no, it's okay, you know, I'll figure it out. You know, I'm just working on myself. They go, well, you know, if you want to talk about it, I'll be here, you know. And you'll probably feel a lot better if you talk about it. So why don't you talk about it? I go, no, I don't want to. I'm okay. I'll figure it out myself. But they just keep fighting me They just keep fighting it. It's the side. It's got me, two times, because I'm afraid what's side. You will not have they said I'm afraid what's left way I'm not crazy. Here's the sedan. You're the one who's crazy. Here's the sedan. You're trying to be craving. They take you in and it's so only You can in for myself now, I was in my room And I was just like staring at the wall Thinking about everything sitting out, yeah, thinking about nothing And then my mom came in And I didn't even know she was there She called my name and I didn't hear her then she started screaming Mike, Mike! And I go, what? What's the matter? What's the matter with you? I go, there's nothing wrong, Mom. She goes, don't tell me that. You're on drugs. I go, no, Mom, I'm not on drugs. I'm okay. I'm just thinking, you know. Why don't you give me a Pepsi? She goes, no, you're on drugs. I go, Mom, I'm okay. I'm just thinking. She goes, no, you're not thinking. You're on drugs. No, people don't act that way. I go, Mom, just give me a Pepsi, please. All I want is a Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to me. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Just one Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to me. Just a Pepsi. I'm not saying that the You're the one you to be crazy. i the to get I'm sitting in my room. My mom and my dad came in. They pulled up here and they sat down. They go, "Mike, we need to talk to you." I go, okay, what's the matter? We go, me and your mom, we've noticed lately you've been having a lot of problems. And you've been going off for no reason. And we're afraid you're going to hurt somebody. And we're afraid you're going to hurt yourself. So we decided that it would be in your best interest if we put you somewhere where you can get the help that you need. And I go, wait, what are you talking about? We decided my best interest. How do you know what my best interest is? Can you say what my best interest is? What are you trying to say? I'm crazy. When I went to your school, I went to your church.